I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I've got a very discerning penis. Very discerning. And I'm Av Sedensky, and I just still hope we still have a podcast at the end of this episode. Yeah. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. Today, we are here to discuss season six, episode seven, the N-word. Are we really? Is this a good idea? What are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, I think we were advised last week by our guests not to do this. Yeah. He did not Um, volunteer uh, to return this week. Yeah. He said, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, I, I think I think we can handle it. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, a good rule of thumb, um, if you're a white person and you're thinking about like actually saying the n-word, is don't yeah. don't say the n-word. <laughs> Just don't, because yeah. like it's not that important to say, and it's really not nice to say. A lot of people don't like if you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just don't. Mm. These are hot takes, yeah. apparently, on October twenty-eighth, two thousand seven. When yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's hotter than you might think. Because, you know, some people I see a lot of people on social media and it's like, yeah, uh, apparently there's a lot of people out there who uh, it's, it's, it's too, yeah, it's too, it's too much s- to give up. I saw the uh, the Papa John's guy was saying how yeah. he's been like working for like months <laughs> to like remove it yeah. from his vocabulary. It's not funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's, it's very sad. Yeah, but it's but- like, how often were, were you saying it? <laughs> Like what? I, I just—it's like I can't use the letter E anymore. Like he's really reacting right. as if it's you know. Yeah, there's so many other words that you can say. It's just one word. Just don't say that word. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. easy to not. Yeah. But um, yeah, Larry, uh, Larry covered it in an episode, so we will uh, try and recap the episode. And uh, you know, keep in mind that uh, hopefully the world has learned a couple things in the last 14 years, but it shouldn't have taken that long. So who really knows? Um, do we jump right into the episode or do we have any uh, other business to address? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you were on a really uh, fun and uh, widely discussed and debated and uh, skewered and praised episode of uh, Robin and Kivanita podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just want to know how, you know, how, you, how you're handling your uh, post Renap high, low. I don't even know what's going on. Um, I don't know. It, it, I, I enjoy the fact that I riled the crowds with my uh, Pokemon sucks stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. I don't know what pe- oh. people are, you know, it's like it's it's a stupid it's a, it's a theme song bracket. Like, who gives a yeah. shit? Like, it's, it's fun. Well, people yeah, are very passionate about, uh, you know, the things that they're passionate about. Yeah, I thought it was well, very they didn't realize they're passionate about it until they hear it. And then immediately they become passionate about it, which is even why it's more absurd. But yeah, yeah, um, I uh, I was I was a big fan of the winner. I'm a big fan of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. theme song. I, I like uh, I, I think I would have voted for DuckTales, but very both very deserving finalists and very happy uh, that they were both. Let me ask you end. before that podcast, when was the last time you had heard DuckTales? Um, I had heard it last week because oh. I'm in the uh, like Red App spoilers group and people were talking about like different <laughs> ideas to suggest. And someone Hold said, this is a, a Red App spoilers group. Yeah, yeah, it's it's called Renap spoilers. It's it's to discuss Renap like this is, like, this is on Reddit or something. No, it's a WhatsApp group. It's the same oh. people as the Survivor. Oh. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know about that. I thought I wasn't invited. Yeah, um, you're more than welcome to be in there. Yeah, I think it was probably written in the 32 fans patron group at some point. Oh. and I'm sure I'm sure I guarantee you it's on the like uh, Jim Crumley oh. Google Sheet document okay. that shows like all the different chats and some chats and so oh, the chats. other thing I was worried about is that during the mailbag I kept forgetting all the terms that they use like the Renap the Renap like lingo 
Right. And and I and I felt yeah, there's like a it, lot to keep track of. Yeah, but I felt like it was being like it would be interpreted as being disrespectful to the listeners, or the listeners would interpret it as me being disrespectful to Robin Akiva. And I actually said on the on the on the episode, I'm like to re- at this point, I didn't want to offend people. I said just to reassure you, like I listen to every episode twice. I just I don't keep track of uh, all. You listen every episode twice? Well, because it comes out on Saturday night, and uh-huh. so I listen on Saturday night, and then I wake up uh-huh. in the morning, and it has stopped. It has stopped playing on my podcast. But I don't recall oh, okay. any of it because, like, the, it. whatever the podcast that I get into bed listening to, this happens to every night. Yeah. Um. And and when a podcast comes out at two in the morning on a Saturday night, like it's gonna be the podcast I'm listening to that night. Like I'm not, you know, I don't know. So, um. Yeah. So then I end up listening the next day uh, at some point. Yeah. That, I, I used to do that a lot with uh, like just like listening to like WFAN sports radio or just like if the Mets played like a West Coast game, I would often fall asleep in the middle of the game and just have to check the score in the morning. I would like just like listen to the radio as I fell asleep. Yeah. Um, and there was one game I distinctly remember they were playing the Giants and it went to extra innings. It was in San Francisco. And I remember Jeff Kent being at the plate in the bottom of the 10th or 11th, uh, uh, former survivor, Jeff Kent, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the last thing I remember is like Jeff Kent being at bat. And then when I looked in the next morning, they won on a walk-off home run by Jeff Kent on that at bat. <laughs> that's as far as like, you made it. Yeah, it's like I, I fell asleep like nine seconds before he had a walk off home. That's, for like, that's it was amazing. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know odds. how that happened. Yeah, yeah. I like, like literally I remember Jeff Kent. I don't even know if there was, you know, a pitch or two. And then it's like the next thing is I'm sleeping and but he had a home run. That's um, very funny. I also do that with books where like I'm like falling asleep. I'm like, I just got to get to the end of the chapter. It's got to get to the end of the chapter or whatever the case may be. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm never really exact or a couple hours later, if it's an app or whatever. And I'm never really exactly sure like how many pages that I have to go back? Like how many pages did I read in a state of like, like basically barely consciousness. And sometimes it's like a paragraph and sometimes it's like, Oh no, I have to go back like eight pages. Cause I kept reading, but I remember zero. Yeah. I basically stopped reading books. Um, I haven't stopped buying books. Yeah. I've just stopped reading them. So which yeah. is pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've slowed down on buying books because you shouldn't buy it's uh, who was it? Uh, who had that bit? Oh, it was in the um, Adam Sandler uh, uh, stand up like last year where he's like he has this whole thing about like you go on Amazon and like you buy all the book you put all the books in your cart you get very annoyed that like the only two of them are eligible for prime and you're gonna have to wait four days to get some of the books yeah as if and you're then reading the, them yeah and then the books come to your house right you're gonna read them in, the, in those two days and yeah. then the books come to your house and like you open up you're like I don't like reading books um I don't remember uh, that but the only time I read books honestly is now is on Shabbat and holidays but we got a lot of holidays coming up so yeah but even then it's like you have so many kids like how like there's like the window of reading opportunities yeah. must be so small at this point it's like it used to be like if you were single like okay so like if you can't watch tv for 25 hours so like you're gonna be awake for 16 of those yeah so it's like 10 of those are like pretty wide open if you want to just like you know, you need to basically kill time. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like, you know, there's always something going on and you got double what I got and yours are male. So you probably have triple what I've got. Well, I mean, yeah. So honestly, the main time I read is I read on Friday nights when everyone else is asleep because yeah. I'm still How going to bed. I'm still going to bed at four in the morning like a maniac, um, <laughs> like I do every other night of the week. Do you really? Yeah, but I'm just uh, what will awful ha- what will often happen is everyone in my house falls asleep, you know, by eight o'clock or in the winter, even early, like but as soon as we go to bed. But because my body is incapable of going to sleep at eight o'clock, I then wake up at like 11 o'clock and then I'm up from like 11 to four. Uh-huh. Um, that's, Jared, that's, that's my big reading time, I'd say. Yeah, Jared, who's like you a big uh, a big night owl during the week. But like, I think on Friday night, he just like goes to sleep at like 10 o'clock and he's fine. Mm. Yeah, I can't. If I go to sleep at 10, I'm up at 12. So hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, you should uh, figure something out with your uh, 
sleeping patterns. But I mean, I feel I don't feel like I'm uh, devoid of sleep, right. so I, I catch up on my sleep unnecessary. All right, let's uh-huh. uh, let's jump right into the podcast. How about how about? So we are at home with Larry, and he's uh, in the house, and he uh, calls over Auntie Ray because he wants to show her some uh, work he's been doing in the garden. Uh, he has uh, cleared a patch, and he's very excited, and they give each other a nice big hug. And as it goes on for more than a few seconds, she feels his uh, erection, or I guess, uh, I don't know how large his erection is, but it's obviously large enough that uh, Auntie it feels Ray like a stab it. in the stomach, apparently <laughs> a stab in the stomach. Yeah. So uh, I guess it was not only uh, pointing out, but pointing up. Mm. Well, and, if you look uh, at the height disparity, which is quite comical during the hug, I think, uh, uh, yeah, it's pointing in the stomach either way. Here's my question. Move? If Larry. <laughs> yeah, he did a move uh, the stomach stab. Uh, if Larry feels an erection coming, why not try to disengage from the hug like before she feels it? Because he clearly yeah, he, uh, he's he's aware of his condition, his five second rule, or just like even if you're not like you like you it's it's not like yeah. instantaneous yeah. and all of a sudden you have a hard on yeah. erection. Yeah, you like have a few seconds you know, there. Yeah, you should yeah you should feel it coming on and be able to withdraw before it gets too. Yeah, bad. he's not like a thirteen year old boy. Have have a, have a little bit of a control. Have a, have a more discerning penis, sir. It's not the discernment that's the issue. It's really the uh, the reaction time, I guess. Yes. yes. But uh, I yeah, guess Auntie yeah. Ray feels the same way. She feels he could have stopped it if, if he wanted to, and he didn't. And, you know. Yeah, he was making a move. Is he making is he making a move or is that assault? He's not. It, he, this is. Yeah, he just he didn't. You know, he, I understand. We see Larry's perspective here. It's accidental, but like it is assault. Um, yeah, we're getting things worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I've now probably eliminated any possibility of us getting Auntie Ray on the podcast now that I've. Uh, Anyways, I, let's yeah. we're going to have to edit this all out. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Men are weird. <laughs> Um, yeah. all right. Off to a sizzling so fo- start. <laughs> I'm so focused on the on the elephants in the room that I'm uh, canceling myself on uh, <laughs> lesser included offenses. I mean, this is kind of funny, but I think it has to come out. I I, I think I'm pretty uncancelable. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's, if you uh, have no, yeah, we have no, we have no audience. It's fine. Yeah, we have a very large audience. <laughs> everyone should give us five stars. Tim Conley said, "Everyone give us five stars. Five yeah. star ratings. Apple Podcasts. Do it." Okay. So uh, Larry heads to the hospital cafeteria, which is not, not immediately explained. So it's a little bizarre at first. Um, and he's well, it's, it's really never explained. Oh, why they're there. Yeah, I guess this is the hangout all episode. Like every meal that Larry has, he has it at a well, hospital cafeteria. It, yeah, it makes sense eventually because like Jeff is, is there getting surgery. But like, right. Like, why are they at the hospital today? Doesn't uh, really make any sense. How many times that you have visited a friend in the hospital? Have you stopped before or after to have like a sit down meal? in the cafeteria of the hospital not with the friend but with just somebody else yeah usually not yeah <laughs> usually not usually um, i mean not. i did that when i did that when my wife was in the hospital uh giving birth to our children yeah that's a little bit but, different <laughs> no i agree i agree <laughs> if cheryl's in labor larry would be having meals at the hospital i understand yeah although no he would he wouldn't be having a meal without his wife in the cafeteria i feel like he'd you know be eating the food next to her in her room right or by he, I mean um, you. I don't think Larry. Yeah, would. no, I went yeah. to the cafeteria a couple times. We were there for like 20 hours. 
Oh, that's that's a long time. Yeah, you need to yeah, stretch the second legs. time. Uh, the first time, like I was uh, chastised because I left like at three a.m. to go get like uh, a sandwich or something from like some bodega or whatever. Hmm, how selfish can um, you be? I mean, it was like the middle of the night. I was yeah. hungry. Like nothing <laughs> happened. Like you, you, like you know, you never know how long it's gonna be. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, don't worry, I'm not gonna miss anything. Like yeah. And by the way, should I wake her like, up and tell her? Yeah, oh, by the had, way, I'm going out. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't even put put us in a room yet. Yeah, we're just like sitting there. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the delivery process is very burdensome for the uh, yeah. <laughs> yes we really are the real victims there yeah you know i mean it could be special and like memorable and hard for the the mom too but you know it really takes a toll on the dad my my um, first son was born during this uh on the sunday of afc nfc championships you know i had oh, other yeah, things that's to a humongous on. pain in the ass yeah, yeah. i mean for, fortunately once my wife uh once the drugs kicked in uh, she was out of it and so i happily watched uh the ravens uh upset the patriots and knocked them out of the playoffs which was very enjoyable yeah to see. my oldest was born like two days after the breaking bad series finale and mm. i was like so nervous for like a month <laughs> that like she was gonna be born like that day and it was gonna be annoying and like i'm yeah. I'm not going to be I'm going to get like spoiled and like, yeah, it was like very it was very like anxious for like yeah. the whole month leading up to that. I'm like, this is going to get ruined somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. like I want to be able to have a healthy baby and also see the series yes. finale of Breaking that's Bad so much unspoiled. Yeah. yeah, like just just those two things. That's all I want is just those two things. <laughs> and, you know, it worked out. So I was happy. Yeah. Was born like two days later, like Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. Yeah. So he's telling uh, Larry's telling Jeff all about what just had happened at his house with Auntie Ray. And, you know, he says, you know, I, I must have gone over the amount of time that I can experience human contact without getting aroused. Um, you know, I only have five seconds and then I completely lose control. Uh, Jeff's like, that's, you know, that's really weird. I have a lot of discipline down there because my penis is very discerning. Uh, Larry's, he says, is more like a feral tiger, like an animal. Um, these are the excuses so, yeah. you give it uh, at defense <laughs> trial. Um, Your honor, yeah, it's like a feral point. tiger. Yeah, my penis just one penis. I don't know what you want from it. <laughs> I mean, like sometimes, yeah, sometimes you know the penis just the penis is gonna do what it's gonna do. You know, I you know the the owner of the penis still has the ability to you know exercise control over where the penis goes, but yeah. the penis sometimes is involuntary. So, so the penis should not have to serve the sentence that the rest of the body does. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, sometimes it's a little, no, it's a little I, bit I, like I, if an animal um, attacks somebody, you know, the owner's responsible, but the animal doesn't get to walk down the street. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we can get into a very Talmudic discussion here, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's like it's uh, it's an issue of the gavra the chafza. <laughs> yeah, um, we had your penis attack before. Was it known to be a dangerous? Penis, right, it was example. a penis abud. Yeah. <laughs> is there a is there a Toros example that we could get into? <laughs> what if uh, one of your neighbors digs a hole and your penis falls in the hole? You know, my uh, my cousin once told me that he thought that the uh, the concept of like limited liability, he thinks ca- came from the Talmud because there's he, he couldn't yeah. like he like did some research. He couldn't find any earlier instances. But the, the whole concept of that, if your ox kills someone, I think the maximum that you have to pay is the value of your ox. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's kind of like a corporation. It's like it doesn't really matter what your damages are. All you know, the maximum you can get is the value of my is- asset. Yeah, but is there there's no common law like like that's could sort of show the historical like development of this? I guess you're saying he did the research. There so. might be, but it probably goes back to like, you yeah. know, Middle Ages or something. And, but does somebody cite, know, you know, the Talmud? 
I don't know. I, I, this was like a long time ago. He was telling me about this. I don't know. You know, it could have been like in a pre like Wikipedia type world. Yeah, of, of course. Uh, I always thought it was an interesting idea. We're in the uh, the Passover season, and uh, one of the one of the fourteen stages of, of the Passover seder that we'll be doing this weekend. You you make a sandwich, except uh, we don't call it a sandwich because the uh, you know it's obviously named after Lord Sandwich. But this this sandwich was allegedly invented by Hillel the Elder. Uh, like 2000 years uh, or like 1600 years before Lord Sandwich. And so as a kid, I was always annoyed. I'm like, you know, why did the sandwich guy get the name and the credit? Like if everybody in the world should call it a Hillel because he came up with the idea well in advance. And just today I learned or yesterday for the first time uh, that it's not even like the Hillel who like, like the famous Hillel, he's not even yeah, the guy in the too. story. It's, yeah, it's not his, even that. Hillel. It's his son or grandson. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's his son or grandson uh, with the same name. It's Hillel three or whatever it is. Um, still predates Laura Sandwich by quite a while. But yeah, but not exactly uh, the one who we thought it was. Yes. Yeah, so like, why are we doing it? It's like not even that Hillel. It's like some yeah. other guy. Some guy Hillel. did this once. Uh, uh, you know, he was related to a famous guy. So, yeah, now we're all going to do it. And by the way, the explanation of that. I mean, I don't know if we have to go literally inside the, the Gemara here on this podcast, but. The explanation that Gamar is well, of People course, like it, stuff. of course, it wasn't that hill because that hill was at the time of the temple when they did it this way. And like, but the whole point of the story in the Seder is yes, during the time of the temple, this is what Hillel did. So the whole thing is fake news. Yeah, like, what if we found out that like matzah actually was like it was a different Moses, like from a different story? <laughs> yeah, and, like we wouldn't do it anymore. We'd be like, oh, it's not related to, yeah. to the Passover story anymore. But actually, but at this point, we're, like we're not, we're not, we're not changing. Yeah, I guess. Traditions based on, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, the Hillel is a very minor thing. It's a, a very ancillary part. But yeah, so it's it's Hillel the third who should get the get the, get the name credit. So everybody start calling your sandwiches Hillels, Hillel threes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, what's your favorite Hillel three? My favorite Hillel three. Your favorite sandwich. Oh, uh, my favorite <laughs> sandwich. Um, I like. I really like like a turkey pastrami um, on rye bread or on like a Kaiser roll. It's really good. So just a, like a traditional deli sandwich. That's where you're going first. Yeah, I like that stuff a lot. I mean, I. I mean, the real answer is hamburger, but like, I don't want to get into that whole debate. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're gonna get canceled enough. A, a hamburger no, hamburg- is a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no. So you know what? Scratch that. Hamburger's number one. I think my number two is like a grilled cheese. Okay. Love grilled cheese. Uh, number three is probably the deli sandwich. Okay. Or like a chicken cutlet sandwich is also really good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, chicken obviously has a wide range of how good or not. Is shawarma is. a sandwich? Yeah. Everything's a sandwich. If, if, everything's if a sandwich or if, a soup, right? <laughs> if it's carbs like surrounding, you know, non-carbs, protein or fat or whatever, it's a sandwich, right? The idea is that uh-huh. the, the, the carb surrounds and envelops the, the inside. And then uh, now there's no word in the English language for the inside of a sandwich, like a generic term. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, should we call the sandy? Like, well, oh, you're getting a sandwich. What kind of sandies are you getting in there? Oh, I'm getting some, uh, you know, ham and cheese. All right. Let's uh, let's get back into the episode. I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, all, it's almost as if there's something we're trying to avoid. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's nice son <laughs> that's another good right, who's your who's your comic guy yeah he's a great he's a great guy yeah. um, so, yeah, so uh, manners of eating food so jeff uh is like you know um yeah you know that's that sucks but uh they end up talking about how he's having uh operation in the hospital to get rid of his snoring by the way but and... the way he the way he says it the dialogue here is sort of uh is a little yes, like a you think- pro- yeah, he says he says the doctor is gonna snip snip, 
And before he finishes the sentence, I think he's going vasectomy. Yeah, I, I thought that same thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know what the snips are for the snoring. I guess it's something uh, in his throat or nose or I don't know. Yeah, it's the um, I should know this because I had the surgery not okay. for uh, I didn't have it for snoring per se. I had it for sleep apnea. Um, but yeah, it's like the th- it's like the back of your throat. Okay, so it clears something or opens something. Yeah, I have no idea. But would you describe it as a snip snip? I'm going to the hospital for a snip snip. <laughs> I think. Um, uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't call yeah. it that. <laughs> All right. Um, here's um, the next question I have at, the, at this um, at this meal. Is it weird that Jeff and Larry discuss Ben Stiller without once mentioning like the former? And he's relation? been in the show before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's 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 a little strange that they don't that they treat him like a new person. Yeah, like Ben is meeting Jeff. like the one thing Ben knows about Jeff that we know Ben knows about Jeff from you know Ben's previous role here is that Jeff is Larry's best friend and like primary client, and um, who Ben despises obviously. So it's a little weird that like not only is it not mentioned, but also Jeff just assumes, oh, it's a done deal. Like, you know. Right. He says a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, which you may not know if you know be familiar. That's a uh, it's a basketball term. Ah, it means okay. to like to like put the ball directly into the basket. Mm. Usually mm. involves jumping. Mm. <laughs> Excellent job. Yeah, I schooled you. Mm. <laughs> I did say crossover, um, so yeah, this is a very basketball themed episode. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, waitress comes over and right. she takes Jeff's drink. Oh, now, hold order. on a second. Well, we, need to, yeah. we need to slow down here. So I already what? asked the question. We need to of, slow down. Yeah. Why, <laughs> we're going too fast. Okay. I, I already raised the question. Why are they eating in a hospital cafeteria? That's uh-huh. insane. Yeah, that's very, insane it's, a very good, it's a very yes. good question. But what kind of hospital cafeteria has a waitress? Has waitress service. Yeah. Like I have good. never been to a cafeteria at a hospital that was not like, you know, like checkout style, like a, a cafeteria. You know, you're not yeah. sitting at a table oh. and somebody comes Have you been you. to hospitals in Los Angeles? They're I, probably I very fancy. Yeah. And um, and then, of course, this waitress has like a crush on fat, lecherous, disgusting Jeff. But, you know, yeah. Uh, so she takes she Jeff's she takes Jeff's drink order, uh, but not Larry's. And Larry thinks that she's not nice to him because he's bald. Mm-hmm. Jeff's like, no, that's crazy. It has nothing to do with that. Like, you're obsessed with being bald. It's not a big deal. Like, I would be totally fine if I was bald. So Larry heads over Chekhov's to bald assertion. Check, yeah, Chekhov's baldness, Chekhov snoring, a lot of Chekhov in this scene. Um, Larry goes to drop off uh, his prescription, um, and while he's gone, Jeff eats some of his fries. Mm. And when he comes back, Larry's like, uh, "I feel like I'm missing some fries." And Jeff's like, "I, don't, I didn't eat fries. I don't know what you talk about." Mm. And uh, quietly signaling is the woman at the next table. We will later meet, learn to be uh, Doctor Sheila Flum, mm. and she's kind of like gesturing over to Larry that it was Jeff who ate the fries. Uh, very uh, Darren the intern like. Yes, he uh, Mister Costanza. While was, you're at the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> this like, didn't happen. He, uh, he used uh, Mister Seinfeld's drinking water. By the way, a completely disgusting, insanely disgusting thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, I, eating eating your friend's fries off you off off his plate is uh, not nearly the uh, infraction as using his. I mean, water I would I would honestly, if I'm Jerry, I think I sever the relationship over that. Because I mean, at that point, yeah, yeah, because it's not just that he did that, but if he's doing that, what else is he doing? <laughs> right. And yeah. Like, I mean, Jerry, Jerry is a very uh, OCD person. With oh, all obvious. the more so. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is but this is a guy who's disrespecting. I mean, like you know, is he whacking off in my coffee when I go to the bathroom in the morning? To uh, to use a term that Anthony Ray will use later in this episode. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not doing that. And I, I think yeah. we've seen uh, George do worse worst. than that yeah. <laughs> at that point in the series. That yeah. it'll be kind of out of left field for him to sever the relationship over that. Hmm. Yeah, 
I guess if you're friends with George at that, you know, we all have friends like this. Uh, the, the, the term I use when I'm like defending it to my wife is I'm like, okay, he's an asshole, but he's my asshole, you know? Yeah, it's from Beer Fest. And then, but then sometimes it gets turned around on you. And then, uh, the, uh, you know, your asshole becomes an asshole to you as well. And then uh, you realize, oh, this yeah. is why. Uh, but yeah, but sometimes you're somebody else's asshole. So I'm, you know, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, it goes around. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I don't go and, uh, you know. Uh, it all evens out. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be an asshole because somebody else is being an asshole to you. And it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, and uh, yeah, Larry and uh, Sheila seem to uh, be hitting it off a little bit. Mm. Which is very nice for Larry. Larry asked her um, to impinge away. Yes. Uh, so uh, Leon, uh, we head back home and Leon is uh, he's really queuing Larry out for uh, stabbing his anti ray in the stomach. Yeah. Saying, you know, we can we you know we can leave. We can go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Real threat. Yeah. Now, uh, Leon, uh, you know, uh, who, who taps the ass like no one uh, ever has. Should be a little more sympathetic to Larry, uh, you know, that sometimes uh, I, Leon, I feel like would be the one who would be explaining. Listen, five seconds. It's out. I can't control it anymore. So. But I guess when, yeah. it's, your, when it's your own yeah, end, you uh, suddenly exactly. realize. Yeah. When, it, yeah, when it hits close to home. You Certain know, behaviors when, uh, are, are not appropriate. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, when, that's when many people see the light on uh, oh. lots of different social issues yeah, when it true. affects their yeah. family. Yeah. Um, you, 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 can't, you can't care about women unless you have a daughter. And then you could say, as the father of a daughter, right? Yes. Yeah, you can't care about gay sons, people. I'm, if, yeah. I'm pro-rape. If, if one of your kids is, sons, is gay, you then, then you're concerned for LGBT. But of course, if all your kids are straight, then yeah, it's prohibited to care about that. So, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, they talk about his uh, five second rule, one, two, three, four, five, and it comes out. And Larry's like, no, 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 no. I need, you know, Mississippi's one, Mississippi, mm. two, Mississippi. They're like, no, you don't do this. No, you know, no Mississippi's. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know what? You know, I, you're, you're right. It's fine. You know, I, I promise it won't happen again. You know, I'm just really starved for affection. But the good news is I just met this doctor and, you know, I'm going to try to go on a date with her. And I think that'll, uh, you know, that'll uh, solve the problem in a lot of different ways. Mm. Now, this Mississippi talk immediately reminds me of like elementary school and middle school, middle school playing football at recess. Yeah, there were always uh, big arguments about like, how do you count? Like, you know, it's five Mississippi rush or seven Mississippi dead. And some people say right. some people just count one dog, two dog. And the other people say, no, you can't say dog. You have to say Mississippi. I need to hear all four syllables. And uh, so, yeah, th- this yeah, is going to become Mississippi. It's like that's such a I think because it's like four syllables. And so it takes one second to say, uh huh. All right, like a short word, like dog is clearly. Did, but did you guys have the same debate in New Jersey that I was having in Minnesota? Also, it was Mississippi versus Rush. We did, I uh, we always did one Rush, two Rush. Uh, we did one dog, two dog for some reason. Yeah, but uh, same debate. Okay, how did Mississippi become the word to say in football? Well, it's not for football. It's counting seconds, right? I mean, in this, in the curve, oh, yeah, so it's got nothing to do with football. <laughs> right, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, it has to do with just because if you're, it, it's Mississippi, it, it takes one second to say. How many words take a full second to say? I have no idea. Well, I mean, I have no idea. That whole sentence takes like one and a half seconds. So yeah, you're right. One second. Mm. All right. But the one with the yeah, all right, whatever. Who cares? All right. So, yeah, I don't know why. Um, okay. So um, yeah, yeah. So Larry uh, calls Sheila for his date, and the uh, the process of making a date with uh, Sheila is kind of like making a doctor's appointment with her. Mm. Yes. Um, she's actually seeing a patient at the time, and she's like, you know what? Yeah. Why Hold you on. Yeah. The, my reception. The number that Doctor Flom leaves for Larry to call <laughs> for a date is. Not just her office number. It's the number to the phone in her exam room directly. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that like it was like rerouted to her in there. From but the it wasn't desk, because but... then the receptionist would say like, oh, it's Larry David for you. Right. Oh, I'm with a patient. Uh-huh. I can't speak to him now. But when she answers the phone, she has no idea who it is. Like, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like uh, it was uh, it's gone directly to her without her uh, knowing about it. So, yeah. Very yeah. Nice. So she's like, just uh, speak to my receptionist. She'll give you the pertinent details. 
And if you have an emergency, just page me. Yes. Her date is um, paging. Although my yeah. wife had a pager in the hospital until like last year, actually. She might still have one for all I know. I don't think so. Yeah. I would think that you don't really need a pager. I feel like there's probably just like an app that does the equivalent. Well, she or has just her like own, there's her, she has her own phone like, from work. Right. Well, I mean, I think part of the issue is like they don't want patients to be able to call them, but like there's ways that you can just like block your number. Well, no, this is not the patients don't call her. This is for like within the hospital to communicate with each other. Right. I understand. Meaning yeah. like one of the reasons why doctors like to have like an answering service like that is oh, they don't well, want to give out their number. Oh, like see. they don't yeah. want just patients sure, to call right. them. They want like, uh, you mm. know, an intervening person to decide mm. if it's really an emergency. True. True. Um, otherwise, you would just say, "Here's my number. Call I, me." Yeah, I literally never thought about that before, um, and it's weird because I yeah. grew up, my mom had one like at all times, and I hear it beeping, and I never had done. Yeah, but like I would assume at this point, like no one, like most people are not yeah, carrying yeah. out like a separate device. It's just like you yeah. know, maybe there's like a pager app or yeah. whatever. There's some no, other but again, way. But my of, wife does have; she has two separate phones when she goes to work. Huh. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you could use your phone, your work phone, as your primary phone. It's just you know, she's running on my family plan, so whatever. Got it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he goes to pick her up and even her house is like a doctor's office. Um yeah. with all it's, the fixings. It's hilarious. Down to the, but it makes no yeah, fucking sense. It makes no fucking sense, yeah. but it is very funny. Uh that has like a little seating area with a yeah. fish tank. The sister sitting at like an elevated like uh, reception desk working on something, it's unclear. Yeah. And what we further learn is that Sheila's brother and sister are staying with her. And Larry's For a like hey. That's yeah, absurd. Larry's like, yeah, well, you know, I have a similar thing going on. I have the black family staying with me. Hmm. And so, you know, I know what it's like to have long-term house guests around um, longer than you probably want them. And now, here's yeah. my question. What's your speculation? Yeah. Like, I assume the net, like, we don't need to see it on the show. But the next question on that date is, oh, well, why is this family staying with you? Oh, we took them in because, you know, they were, like, you know, uh, suffering after the hurricane and they lost their home. Yeah. What, what, so, and then he'll say, why, is your, why are your adult brother and sister living in your house for a couple of months? Like, what do you think the answer to that is? Is it the same situation? Were they in the hurricane? Were they in the hurricane? No, they're probably just like, you know, trying to save money. And it's like your sibling. It's not like a stranger. Like, mm. like she's like a single, maybe she has like a big, nice house. And she's like, yeah, you could just like stay in a room, like if you can't afford your own place or whatever. I don't know. So both of our adult siblings are uh, a little uh, short. I mean, it's not, it's, I, you know, it's not the most uh, typical situation, but like yeah. it's, that's at least like uh, my mind doesn't go to like random places with that. Like with, where it's just like some random African-American family is staying with this 75 year old Jewish man is yeah. you know, not that <laughs> it's much more unusual. <laughs> It's yeah, it's more unusual, but uh, which I guess is why he has to explain it. But yeah, yeah, I think that one you need to explain my, why my brother and sister are with me is yeah. like okay, my, well, my brother, brother sister, was living. So a- my brother, my adult brother, was living with my other adult brother, and I said to my other adult brother, "Well, you're charging him rent, right?" Because he should, because my brother's employed and just was like, "Oh, I know a way to not have to pay for rent. I'll just stay at my brother's house." Smart. Yeah. So you know, they're doing yeah. a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with the Larry situation, like there's a story. Yeah. Mm. And there's a story. There was a hurricane. Yeah, well, but I'm wondering what the story is uh, with with these. Uh, so we, I think we discussed on this podcast last week the uh, that that thing about like you know brothers, siblings, or dating, right? We discussed it at one point. Yeah. So there might be a three way situation going on here because what does she do? She's coming out of the back room with him, and then you know she's always treating him with his medical conditions. There's something. So you think she you think she let her siblings are having a three way? They're a throuple. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think they're literally engaging in, you know, they're fornicating, but I think that, you know, that there may be an uncomfortably close relationship here. Are you, are, do you think that if Larry had been able to have an erection that <laughs> they would have joined in? Maybe one of the other siblings was going to, you know, join in at some point. <laughs> I mean, the show is on HBO. 
Um, yeah, although like it doesn't really make sense because it's like when he can't, <laughs> she's like, oh, no, when she, like later she's like, I, you have to leave because my my siblings are here. So like, yeah. that's like not what you would do if you were planning on having like a whole like incestual orgy romp. You're right. There's absolutely no chance that the, the plan was an orgy romp, an incest orgy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At least not in its uh, conception. Yeah. <laughs> Unless maybe it was like he was like he wanted Larry to make the first move, like where yeah. he's like, "Oh, sorry, but like my brother and sister actually came home early, and and if Larry she, had oh, said like she left that well, they, out there, yeah, why don't they, they join in? Join, yeah, why don't they join in?" <laughs> and she was like, she was she was waiting for Larry to uh, you know introduce it into the conversation. I mean, the insane thing is, I'm sure there's been a scenario in in like the in the world history where that exact conversation has happened. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like, people just go for broke. Yeah, there's a man who's attempt or a woman who's attempted that line uh, to a potential lover, and um, yeah, so I guess uh, you take a risk, as Larry says. You take a risk. Hey, they're not his brother and sister. <laughs> What's the downside? <laughs> I mean, the upside is you get to have a four-way. You're, you're, you're an accomplice to a crime. <laughs> But you raise an interesting question, actually. I mean, if, it shouldn't be if, like if, they're all like if, in their 40s. If you're not related to anybody, but other people are immediately related to one another, if you don't know that they're related to one another and they all want to engage in, a, uh, in, a, in an escapade with you, you would have no reason not to. And perhaps you might enjoy yourself very much. But if you know that they are, even though the still like the relationships are the same. But yeah, but at that point, it all of a sudden becomes very, uh, yeah, very interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's obviously a very big difference. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> yeah, but I never thought of the first part, which is if you don't know, they're like, if he had come in and, and she just said, hey, these are my two friends. And then later on yeah. that night, they all had a romp. Larry would be like totally cool with it. Right. And then you find yeah. out that they're all same brother and sister. So I guess what I'm saying is even if, even, if, even if Sheila wants to have the three-way or the four-way fruple with her brother and sister and Larry, I think the move on her part then is not to introduce them as brother and sister, but hey, these are my friends who are just staying with me. Right. Because it's Wasn't more likely a- that your that your new uh, your new partner will be more open to that than involved in a sibling. For incest. sure. For sure. By the way, yeah, is this how people how this podcast was gonna go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta guess no. Yeah. yeah. Um wasn't there an episode of high maintenance where like this woman has a three way with like two brothers like on nine eleven? Do you remember this? Yeah, vaguely. I mean, let me put it this like way. They turn if, off, like they turn off their phones. If that wasn't the episode, you just described what would be an episode of High Maintenance. Yeah. I yes, think they, they turn like, off the phones, off they turn phones. them on at 4 p.m. And like, oh, my God, what's going on? Yeah, they were like having an orgy the whole day. I don't remember it being two brothers, though. But uh, that might have been your imagination. Now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's like the, the final joke of the thing is like you don't know the whole time. It's just like two guys. And then like in the last scene, they like say oh. that they're brothers. Oh, that's very uh, weird. Yeah, oh, it's very weird. It's a very weird show. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. But there's, so... this, there's this like pornographic concept of like a, like a man with like twin girls. And like yeah. that's an insane thing. Like that's – but like where does that come from? I, uh, I'll, I, I'll speak for myself. I have never had a three-way with twin girls. <laughs> like but obviously I don't think anyone ever has. <laughs> but, but, it, but it seems to be a thing that like, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, so, you know, the evening progresses. Things are moving in a nice direction for Larry. Yeah. And Sheila says, why don't we move this up to the bedroom? Now, it looks like they were already like 
making out on the floor almost. I don't even know. In front what of a fireplace. It can't be. Well, okay, it, it's not in the front room because I didn't see the fish tank anyway. Yeah, because like he like kind of like has to like lift his head all the way up, but he's very disheveled. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what couch maybe. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they maybe were doing. Maybe it's a futon doing... since she apparently lives in a dorm. So yeah, they were doing something. Yeah, uh, but I guess they want to uh, do something a little bit more. Hmm. Um, so she tells him, go upstairs, remove all your clothes, and I'll be in to see you in a few minutes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very uh, doctor like. Yes. Remove your pants. Yes. I see no one with pants. Yes. John Mulaney. Or is that Jerry Seinfeld? That's Jerry no, Seinfeld. That's Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> pants. No pants. Pants always wins. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a similar uh, rabbi joke, but I'll tell you that offline. <laughs> but is it about uh, somebody from Riverdale, perhaps? No. Oh. no. Okay. Um, but uh, by the time she, got, as you know, as we said, by the time she gets she gets upstairs to join him, she says, you know, my brother and sister have come home. We need to change our plans. Let's do this uh, another time. Why don't you get dressed and I'll meet you in the foyer. Yeah. So uh, uh, does she Sheila say foyer? Yes. Yeah. Now, she why does. does why does Sheila's brother getting food poisoning have to end her date anyway? It's like, OK, sucks for you. You know, you'll be in the bathroom on the other end of what I assume um, is a pretty yeah, nice house. I feel like because I feel it's like now, you know, he, you know, maybe I have to like take care of it. It's just like, yeah, if you're if your sibling is like sick now, it's like uh, you're probably not going to have like uh, well, what treatment is an orthopedist giving to somebody with who has food poisoning? It's, you know, here's some Pepto, you know, enjoy your time on the being- toilet. Nothing to do even with her being a doctor. Just like he might need me. Like I'm not gonna like be here. Like having a guy over while my brother is like mm. is sick. Mm. I think it was just more in that spirit. Yeah. This is uh yeah. Uh, this is the endless debate of you know what can be heard in other parts of the house. And my answer is less than you think. Don't worry about it. So much. <laughs> Um, so Larry, uh, Larry's so driving home and he's, uh, he's on the phone with Jeff as he's, uh, pulling into the driveway. Oh, I think we, uh, we skipped, uh, yeah, obviously we skipped something important. Um, while, uh, while he's, uh, talking to, uh, Sheila, he, uh, he, he gets some advice from her about yes. what to do with his twisted balls. And she, uh, shows him a method for how to massage it. Yeah. He, uh, he talks about groin issues. He'll later tell Jeff for 45 minutes on this date, which, is a very strange thing to bring up uh, on a date that you're trying to get in someone's pants, but I don't know. Maybe or the self-deprecating. It's a very good thing, you know. You're I mean, he does. About the gr- he introduces his testicles into the conversation very early, so yeah. I mean, you talk about the testicles. Maybe the testicles become involved in you know how the evening progresses. You know, I, you know, yeah. I, I, it's not how it's not how I would go about it, but yeah. You know, I hear it. It's a move. Listen, as someone who uh, ended up with a doctor, let me tell you, that's how you get to a doctor's heart. You uh, ask them to uh, discuss your guard for 45 minutes on a first date. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, you almost the, you know you Alex and Jen off. origin story. Yeah, we always do. You want to, you want to make sex as clinical as possible. Mm, yes. <laughs> Wasn't that in Friends where uh, you know they want to date doctors and the doctor says if I see, it's like a gynecologist and he says if I see yeah, another I think so. yeah yeah which is I think not accurate. Yeah, I think I, I, don't think... I think male gynecologists are able to, and I know because my father in law is one, and all of his brothers are yeah, the same. Yeah, so I, I think that I think they all managed to appropriate. <laughs> yeah, they're doing just fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so there's a big uh, it's a big problem with doctors are not able to uh, <laughs> to find to find dates. Yeah, uh, they have this problem. Mm. Well, some of them like, uh, like Jen, ha- some of them have to settle. So. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, so Larry, uh, he's uh, driving home and he's on the phone with Jeff and uh, he gets off the phone with Jeff as he's pulling to the driveway and he decides this is a good spot to uh, try the massage. 
of, of my testicles that I was just taught. I definitely shouldn't go inside my private home. Yeah. I should do it out in the you know, in, a, in a driveway where anyone could happen upon me. And also, Sheila and... forgot to tell him about the side effect that your face will make the most ridiculous and absurd expression that it's ever made. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, oh, by the way, you're, it, anyone who looks at you will think you're having an orgasm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so of course, uh, anyway, sees him in the car and he's, uh, you know, yanking in the groin area and he has this uh, expression on his face. And she, of course, thinks, okay, this Larry is really a creep. Now, I love how like, she you know, throws the flowers up in the air as she uh, titters away. The, the, this, this actress, her like physical comedy chops are like incredible, I think. Yeah, she's very funny in this episode. Yeah, yeah I don't know who really she is, good. but she, she's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this: you know, if I saw a man like in the driveway and I thought he was like jerking off to me, I mean, I would think that's weird and like, why are you doing that? But like, I would, be, I would just more like roll my eyes and like just walk away. Well, I think the difference is you're saying that as a man because like you haven't had men treating you that way for like your whole life, the way that like a lot of women are, right? Yeah, no, I, I I'm not, yeah. Like if, <laughs> if I saw a man jerking off to me, I'm also, just trying to put myself. I'm just yeah. trying to put myself in the situation. Yeah, if I was in her situation and I saw a man jerking off to me, I'd be a little bit creeped out, but a little bit like, all right, you know, if uh, if I do it for you, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, good, yeah, good for me. <laughs> but yeah, I, think I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get I think involved, this is what they call like, male privilege speaking. So <laughs> I suppose I suppose that's what it is. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to touch you. I don't want to be you know close <laughs> to you when this is going on. But I, um, now this is sounding like Louis C.K.'s defense. So I think I got to edit this. Out also. No, I, I, no, absolutely not. He's the other guy. He's the one with his penis out. I'm, I didn't do anything. I'm just his I'm just his. Uh, what's it? I'm his muse. Yeah, but you're sort of uh, giving him an out. How is just this? I was just... <laughs> no, I'm not giving him an out. I'm giving me yeah. an out. I'm not doing anything. I'm not yeah. involved. All right. Just, uh, just say, uh, yeah, amuse. I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying I'm not going to like touch you or get involved. But like, if you want to like use my visual image, go for it. <laughs> all right. So Ob gives us all permission to hack his phone and get all his nudes. <laughs> and I have no nudes on my phone. <laughs> I assure you. Yeah, that's 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 what someone who doesn't want their nudes to get out says. <laughs> <laughs> you can hack my phone. There's really very little interesting. It's mostly it's a lot of uh, WhatsApps with the same people about nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, did we you head used back to have over... the, like the feet like the 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 automatic feature on WhatsApp is that any any image sent to any group you're in automatically goes into like your phone camera roll. Yeah, I had to uh, turn that off. Yeah, you have to opt out of that because yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stuff that like your idiot friends are sending that you do not yeah. you know consent to receiving. And then it's going to show up in the feed with like pictures of your kids and like your kids are going to come across them or your wife is going to come across them. And it's very awkward. So it's it's annoying that yeah. that's like you have to opt out of that. The default is that it's automatically doing that. Yeah. It also takes up a lot of space. Yeah, that's true. Also, yeah, people send a lot of uh, a lot of Narshkite. Yeah. I mean, also, like people send videos like videos take up a ton of space. Yeah. So if you have yeah. enough of those, like that could be, you know, a bunch of gig. Yeah. Come on. What's that? Get with it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're doing it for some, you know, they get extra data that way or something. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Can we opt out of the data thing? I don't think so. It's fine. WhatsApp is WhatsApp is encrypted. It's all very yeah, secure. Well, that's why you got to switch to Signal. They say. Yeah, um, I, I'm good where I am. Um, I've been doing Discord a little bit, and it's it's still it's just very confusing for me. Still, yeah, I, I, I figure I figured it out mostly. WhatsApp is just really easy. And once I don't you're like used to something, change. yeah, yeah. I remember when Pocket Cast changed like last year. I like bugged out for like yeah. three days i was so upset and, th and then you no longer have any recollection of what it used to be like like about yeah pr pretty much i mean yeah. but like they did some really stupid things that like i had it took me like 
like two days to like fix it. Like it wasn't it wasn't like I even I just got used to it. Like they did a thing where all of a sudden like every podcast that like I had it deleted and only like archived was now like showing as like an unlistened to podcast in like every single feed. Oh, that didn't happen to me. And I had to like go. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it was, I had to like go manually through like almost every single podcast feed yeah, I that subscribed would be, to, which, is, be very which is a lot of feeds. And uh, like, you know, the worst one my, that I listen like to our, is NPR Fresh Air has like five thousand episodes in their like scroll. Because yeah, a lot I of podcasts that cuts off at a certain point. Actually, you know, I think I still do subscribe to that, but I never listen to it. I, think mm. I delete it like ninety nine out of hundred times and once in a while. But it's like, yeah, like it's I, the, I, I like severely oversubscribe under the theory that it's just like it's extremely easy to just delete yeah and so like who knows like maybe like you know they'll have somebody on any of these shows that you're really interested in and then you get in whatever yeah, i have so to like listen to every single episode times. so i can't do that yeah so that's you know that's you know you do you yeah <laughs> that's it that doesn't make any sense but but what annoys uh, me about fresh air to talk about them for a second is i don't know the percentage of people who are hearing them on the radio versus the podcast i'm going to assume that in 2021 the majority are podcast but i could be wrong um but terry gross and partly i guess because she's been doing it for 45 years or like longer than we've been alive she like completely does it if it's on the radio she keeps like you know if, if you're just joining us i'm speaking to right. so and so and there's no reason they couldn't edit those out of the podcast uh, but then the worst thing they do is every Saturday and Sunday, they release best of podcast episodes. Yes. It's, it's the same things from earlier in the week. It's the same thing from two days ago. This is a podcast. Like, I have the file right here. You don't need to send me a second copy of the same file. It's not like a year later. Hey, here's the best podcast of the year. Like, it's literally right here in the feed. So then I have to go yeah. through and delete those. Although, to be fair, like, I've actually listened to those because sometimes, um, you know, many podcasts, I think, are much, much busier during the week. Like, that's when you get many more releases. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll often, like, delete the NPR Fresh Air because I'll be like, eh, I don't know if I need to listen to that. And then, like, on Saturday, sometimes, like, it'll drop into my feed. And then when, like, it'll be, like, Saturday night or Sunday or whatever. And the best of is still there. I'll be like, oh, okay. I, you know, now I have, like, you know, I have bandwidth to listen to this one now. And I wouldn't have listened to the full interview. So Okay. So, you completely had to cut my point. And now the NPR yeah, I uh, think, producers I think listening I, are high-fiving. Yes, we have to continue yeah. it. Chester's wrong. Yeah, I mean, right. I think it wasn't like that hot of a take to say that NPR has like some basis on which they're doing this. You know, mm. you know, they're not complete idiots. My uh, assumption yeah, was that they, they are. That they sometimes like get me that way. Yeah, although I don't know if they care if I listen. I guess they do care because I subscribe and I download. Yeah, viewers like you. Yeah, mm. um, I, I don't know how I don't know how any of this works in terms mm. of what the like the advertisers care about. I assume they care about listen, like how they can tell how far into episodes you listen, and that seemingly would be important. But yeah, I think so. Who knows? Um. So yeah. So Larry heads over to the hospital and now he's having lunch with Sheila. Now this guy in theory makes sense because she works there. So like he could be meeting her for lunch there. I think that's fine. I mean, it's a little weird. Like, again, like I am married to a doctor. She's never said to me, let's go on a, let's go on a date. Like come visit me at work. I have enough time to have lunch, but I have to have it in the cafeteria. I can't have it, you know, um, across the street at like, you know, a restaurant or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that like this is. It, it makes common. more sense than Jeff and Larry going there for no reason. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, here it's like maybe. I mean, maybe it's just like a really nice cafeteria, and she's like, uh, "I have half an hour. Like, if you know, if you want to come meet me." At I mean, the if hospital, if they're like in a really close you. relationship, then maybe. But like for a second date, you would like want to yeah. like set a, set aside more time. But right, w- yeah. another thing we have to discuss is how often they actually see each other because the yeah. note and yeah, it, it, that's very strange. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we know that Larry is banned from Primo's. So, you know, mm, yeah, the there's only cafeteria. one restaurant there's in L.A. Yeah. Well, well, there's two. There's uh, Primo's and there's a hospital cafeteria. I see. Probably. 
we learned of a second hotel in this episode. So, yes. you know, L.A. is starting to, you know, come into its own, I think, by mm-hmm. season seven of Curb. Season yeah. six of Curb? Season, season six, six of Curb. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now, you know, early seasons, it was one hotel, one restaurant. Now there's two of each. Yeah, you know, maybe by season the 10, there'll be five of each. Sometimes there'll even be a coffee shop and a coffee shop in the same lot next to each yeah. other. That's how, <laughs> you know, sprawling Los Angeles will be by season mm-hmm. 10. Yes. So, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. So um, Larry comes into lunch and he says, you know, I tried your massage trick. I'm pretty <sighs> sure, you know, the, t- the results came back. I definitely have breast cancer. And she's like, no, you don't have cancer. Don't be ridiculous. And she says, I want to give you this note because I want to I- I'm having trouble expressing how I feel. And so I'm just going to give you this note to read, which is batshit crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be cute to give well, you, to give somebody a card in a relationship and to give them like a, a written yeah, invitation but like the hallway, to a hotel. The hallway she presents it is. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I, I, I've also yeah. never understood, though, like the doctor cliches in the episode to me, like get annoying at this point. You know, like, again, someone who's married to a doctor and the son of a doctor, like I thought that like the, the sort of the, the joke stereotype is that, you know, prescriptions you can never decipher. But that's also because like prescriptions, they're using shorthand and they're also, you know, referring to words like the, the prescription itself is an unfamiliar word to you. So it's sort of hard to make out. The, but like, I don't know, like it's sort of like, oh, every doctor, everything they write is, you know, incomprehensible is sort of like a very like sitcom, like 1987 joke, I think. Yeah. All right. I'm pulling up an article from the This is why many doctors have sloppy handwriting. Mm-hmm. If you ever take a hand or a prescription from a doctor, it seems like no amount of squinting can help it go clear. Bad hiring. Yeah, da, 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 da. Okay, fine. No, reason number one, doctors take lots of notes. So they write more than other people. So that makes sense. Rushing takes a toll. They're writing very fast because okay. they're writing patient to patient to patient. The first Clarity one where it if matters. If you write a lot, that doesn't mean you should do it badly. If anything, you should do it better. Well, your 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 hands get tired. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's tied like to the second get, one, I guess. Cr- yeah. You get cramped up. Um, clarity where it matters. Doctors are extra careful when it comes to prescriptions in which a tiny misread could have major consequences. Yeah, we'll learn that in this episode. Uh, poor handwriting is less of an issue today. That makes sense. It's all electronic. All right, this wasn't very helpful. Mm. But ironically, the one thing that I said is particularly hard to decipher is the one thing they said is always very clear. So, oh, for yeah. two, Chester. Yeah. Um, do you want to try another article from Forbes? We can watch a YouTube video about it. Uh, I think we've had enough. Yeah, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want any uh, unfair stereotypes to be perpetuated in this episode. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so he uh, he he walks away. He can't read it. He's like showing it around to a couple other people. They can't read it either. Um, it's at this point that Larry heads into the bathroom and is greeted by Nick. Jo- uh, Nick, what's his name? Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson I, said Nick, jo- I said Nick Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I said Nick Johnson. because He's Nick. I do girl. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd like uh, Jake Johnson is about to get, I think, severely canceled for what happens in this scene, because, I mean, the mustache that he's wearing on his yeah. face. So that's completely, completely unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you doing, man? Um, I don't know how he's going to come back from that. Yeah. But by the way, on a serious um, note, I checked like his filmography starts basically with this. So it's kind of like crazy that like the, you know, this is 2007. Um, this is basically the first time he's on TV or a movie is dropping the hard ER. Um, and like, and then he converts that into a star role on a sitcom four years later. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's, you know, back then it was like the opposite of now. Um, now you get a big trouble. Then you get, I mean, like you know, if I'm a struggling actor and I'm like trying to get on TV for the first time and this is the role I'm given. Like this isn't a serious like like a serious show like take, talk, talking seriously about like race or something like this is like there's no way you accept this role. Like, you know, there's no way Jake Johnson accepts this role as his first role, like even if he's struggling to get on TV. 
right? But you don't I want mean, this to be did, like the thing you're known you mean, for. You mean today? Yeah, it's That's crazy. Cool. Yeah, well, it's crazy. It's yeah, I guess it's wild that things have changed that much. Uh, I went, yeah, I went to, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, let's, let's not get into any of this. I don't know. I'm just, I'm uh, watching it. I'm like, it's like, I, it's impossible. I'm not talking about like, the episode as a whole. I'm talking about like being an, an actor who's like a no name actor. Like, oh, my first chance to get on TV is I'm going to like play again. This isn't a character like a serious drama. It's like, you know, like being used for Larry. I don't know. So, and he really, right. well, I, I mean, yeah. Obviously, he did do that. So, yeah, it uh, worked. you know, Gen- yeah, brilliant well, well I, I, I would assume that, like, you know, the way he thought of it at the time is that he's just like playing a character, like not that anyone would ever actually like hold it. You know, that racist the asshole end. in the bathroom of the curb episode who yeah. says the N word. I need him on my television show. Yeah. You know, obviously, somebody, somebody uh, said know. that apparently put it in his role. Uh, and uh, is that really his next role after this is he's cast a new girl? No, that no. He has a number of other roles, but this is his first role. Okay, but there was yeah, he has a lot of stuff in between. But I'm saying, but this yeah. was a stepping stone. Yeah, somebody right. saw this, said, "I like what I see, and I'm, I need more." All right, so um, you know, earlier in the episode, we advised you don't say the N word, <laughs> so, but you know, in the interest of presenting both sides, it can be advantageous to your career, possibly. But I think probably not at this point. So in certain just, careers, if you're trying yeah, to become think, like the Republican nominee for president, I think it might. Yeah, help. so he was on. Oh yeah, he was on like you know. A, oh, he was on six episodes of Derek and Simon the show. The same year in 2007. Yeah, but what is that yeah. show? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I did web, see that. Oh, it's a web series with Bob Odenkirk. Okay, uh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to know. This is his that. first time on TV. Yeah, yeah, the first time on TV, and he was in a movie in 2007, Bunny Whipped. He played a basketball player, which is doesn't sound that all remotely believable. <laughs> He's like he played a basketball six. player. What kind yeah. of basketball did he play? Like, was he like he? Play- I'm gonna guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> His uh, I don't know if his height yeah. or his racism. Which one? Oh, he's, that's not even. It? It's, he's credited as Jake Johnson as basketball player. Like he doesn't uh, even have a name. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. All right. Um. All right. So Larry's uh, offended as he should be. Yeah, Larry is like very visibly shaken to hear you know. So this guy tells the story. I mean, and he, it's very he, hard he, to hear somebody say that story. Like say that. It's very shocked. Oh, no, for like, sure. That never happens. For sure. For and sure. That happens. Sure. You're like, yeah. You're like, oh my god, I can't yeah, believe so. that. And by the way, it happens every single day because I see these videos on the internet. I'm like, what is going on with you people? But yeah, apparently yeah. it's happening a lot. Happening Do you see Michael Rappaport's video that he shared? No, Michael Rappaport from uh, the, guy the actor from, was on Friends. The actor, yeah, yeah, that's weird. He's that, on yeah. Simmons sometimes. Yeah, well, not anymore. Long time ago, but yeah, yeah, he made like a. But um, so he 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 po- he shared on Instagram some woman at a bagel shop in like Long Island, probably somewhere, who gets mad at the African American man serving her, and then just uses the n-word at him and then like ash is just oh yeah i said it because that's what you are and it's like everybody around her is filming her and it's like even if you're like a racist terrible person are you also a moron and i I mean i guess the answer is yes so yeah i mean it's like i understand that people are racist um it's very bad but like you should at least like respond to like social incentives it's very strange yeah. yeah, like you used to know, like this is not going to be good for you. It's just like I mean, but again, in it. certain circles, it is. You know, you'll become a. Yeah, I mean, cause what is the so. what is the upside here? Just yeah. just don't. I want to um, get onto OAN and uh, complain about cancel culture. I guess. Yeah, so. I guess. Yeah, I, uh, cancel culture is culture because I was yeah. screaming the n word in somebody's face in a bagel yeah. shop. Was cancel I mean, culture will come for anyone? We discussed this before, but like, um, I think like the appeal of notoriety, for whatever reason, is just appealing to some people. Yeah. Yeah, so people like being celebrities. Yeah. People want my daughter says she wants to be famous. She wants to get her own yeah. YouTube channel. Well, I'll tell her this is one way to do it. <laughs> don't if you get your own YouTube channel, you're gonna be getting yeah. big trouble. Yeah, don't, we're yeah. not allowing it. Don't tell her. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, not not exactly the same thing, obviously. But like Teen Mom, I got mad about Jen who watches that show religiously and all like the spinoffs thereof. And I'm like, don't you think this is like, first of all, it's insanely exploitative, but also like, don't you think it's like encouraging? And she's like, no, it shows the really serious side of things. I'm like, and like the consequences. I'm like, I understand that you, a mature adult, thirty something, who would never become a Teen Mom, thinks that. But there's a lot of thirteen year old girls who are watching MTV and they're like, oh my god, I can get an MTV. And that's like the only thing they're thinking about. Um, but yeah, Jen does not accept that argument for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So sorry, I was spacing out. Oh. I was reading the next thing. I I know you're you're anti Teen Mom. Jen is Jen is pro I mean, I, I think you're right. I, yeah. Those shows are trash. But you know, it's it's hard because like I'm not, I'm not even talking about the trashiness. I'm talking about like the the incent the bad incentive that it is giving a lot of teenage girls of like here's a way to get onto MTV. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about a similar thing with like the NFL, right? Yes, we certainly can. Yeah. Okay. Here, so smash your skull into people. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so Jack, people in glass houses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm a ter- like. I think that being a, a fan of the NFL honestly is a very difficult moral position to sustain. I really do. But yeah, I no. Like I mean, it. I always I always say that like I I'm very pro everyone like. It, you know, doing as much as they want with like their own nonsense because I'm like very invested in like nonsense being socially acceptable. Yeah. Because like I have lots of my own like, but not just not Survivor but for not the second time like a, in the same year. Yeah, but that's and, not know. a moral bad. All right. I mean, maybe. Who the hell knows? Like, yeah. Probably you could make a case that anything is a moral bad. <laughs> all of the, a lot of these, all these things are exploitative in their own ways. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, how many people throw their lives away thinking they're going to become an NFL star because, you know, we've put so much, yeah. you know. No, I'm saying the NFL is far it. worse than Survivor. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I, I hope we don't find out. So a handful like, of people get pregnant. Yeah. I hope we don't find yeah, out. At least that, like, they don't every get their uh, <laughs> skulls broken. <laughs> yeah. We're going to find out one day that like every person who's been on uh, Survivor was suffering from like uh, CTE and now uh, we're going to feel very, very bad. Yeah. Okay. So uh, TLDR. So Larry, here's this guy tell the story where the guy actually uses the N word. Um, Larry then repeats the story in a matter of uh, giving full play by play. He's like, full by play. So he was moving some furniture. Like, how is that relevant? Here's here's how you say it. I heard some racist asshole drop the N word in the bathroom. That's the completion of the story. Yeah, you don't need to tell the whole story. And like, even if you're, for whatever reason, inclined to um, to use the actual word, you would still give the shorter version of it. So like, yeah, you know, the, the so furniture Larry conversation. Really, no, that's critical here. Yeah, Larry really commits to um, you know conversational infractions. Yes, of equal, of equal. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you know, very bad job by Larry. Mm. We're not a, uh, we're not pro Larry here. Uh, we're certainly we're less pro Jay Johnson, I think. Jay yes. <laughs> Yeah, but Larry is also bad. Mm, yeah, Doctor Page uh, and, is walking by, and of course, as he says it, the uh, the black doctor named Doctor Page walks by, and he is you know shocked. He calls Larry despicable for using the most vile word in the English language, and how dare you? So and far, Larry's totally on Doctor Black side. Uh, doctor Page's side. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Now that you might want to edit out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least they gave him a different last name than like the previous African-American characters in the show. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they, they don't uh, really give him a lot of character development. It's, it's uh, here's a doctor and he's black. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Dr. Dr. Page, very angered. I guess this is, uh, you know, a, a lazy, uh, a lazy stereotype here of the, uh, you know, even when they have a they have a black doctor, they make him an angry black doctor. Right. Oh. So that's not great. <laughs> not great job by Curb all around on this episode. But, yeah. you know. 
what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, we're uh, we're con- we're contractually obligated to uh, cover the episode. Yes. So uh, he, kind of, he he runs uh, very angrily into Jeff's uh, surgery. As he enters he, the he dem- ER without his mask on. By the way, that's yeah, uh, that's he, trans- uh, transgression number one. He demands that they shave this man's head, and, and it seems not only are they shaving the man's head, he will personally will be shaving this man's head. Yes. And yeah, no, no amount of protestation from the uh, other doctors and nurses. And, and it's just how violence this. begets violence, racism begets racism, because now he's creating another skinhead. So, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we cut to uh, Susie and Jeff awaking, you know, in the hospital, and they can't believe Jeff's bald head, and they then they learn that. Not only does he have a bald head, he also didn't have the surgery. It was canceled yeah. because I guess Dr. Page was like so upset by the whole thing that he just said the surgery is canceled. Um, and he's well, like, I, you know, I, I, assume, I assume like during the head shaving, somebody managed to say, hey, why are you shaving yeah. this guy's head? It's a different thing. And he's like, oh, well, I realize I'm very flustered. I should probably stop. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You don't want to do uh, surgery in that condition. Yeah. Uh-huh. So by the way, um, still, still to this point on Dr. Page's side so far. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all he's done is shave a man's head. Yeah, I mean, he made a mistake, but, you know, he had a reason to be very upset, obviously. Yes. Um, so Dr. Page is, you know, explaining how, you know, I was the victim of a crime in the cafeteria um, and somebody was, uh, you know, so, you know, so uh, horrible to me and did this, this horrible thing by using that word um, that, I, you know, I was just so upset that I mistakenly shaved Jeff's head and like now, you know, I got all flustered, as you yeah. just said. And as he's telling the story, Susie and Jeff realize that the bald man with glasses, well, they, say, they say, who was this man? And he says, right. I don't know, but he was bald, which is a, a very strange thing to say. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a very noticeable thing about Larry David that he's, he's very bald. Yeah, but they're not asking um, for a physical description. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, yeah, of course, out- just from that singular piece of information that the man was bald, Jeff and Susie immediately deduce, well, of course, it must be Larry David, the only bald, bald man in Los Angeles. <laughs> Well, no, they ask if he also Does had he glasses. Have glasses. Oh, well, that, well, then it's case closed. I mean, bald man and glasses. Who else could it possibly be with yeah, his I mean, long history like, of, of saying the N-word? Yeah, I mean, that's like four of the 30 people on Guess Who are bald men with glasses. Right? <laughs> who say the N-word? I don't know about that. Does, probably one does, of them is black, so he probably doesn't. Does, maybe, does, actually, maybe he does. He's allowed to. Um, does your character say the N-word? I will not, I will not does, teach that question to my kids. Yeah. Yeah, um, I play I play Guess Who a lot with my four year old, and she's not very good at asking good questions. Oh, to, yeah, four year olds are very bad. Yeah, <laughs> to eliminate large amounts of yeah, people at yeah. once, she asks very very specific questions yeah. that are not. Yeah, the does she have? Does your person have a hat with a flower on it? Yeah. No, and she like, puts that one person. My six year old though gets mad at my four year old, and he says, "Ellie, that's not a good question." Like he he like I, I guess he wants he he wants to win, but he wants a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's also well, like sometimes it's just very frustrating when somebody is playing stupid, even if yeah. like it helps you. It's, it's not just stupid. like it's, uh, it's the best they could do. Yeah, yeah, it just like it just like makes you cringe to see somebody like playing poorly. I have a weird story. Uh, I had this friend when I was a kid, David Marcus, now David Marcus, uh, same person, and I I used to go to his house on on Shabbat afternoon a lot, and we would always play Guess Who, and he would always look at me and immediately on the first guess with a hundred percent accuracy tell me who my guy was. And now, obviously, he wasn't reading my mind. Although, but like, I, and I he could was never obviously like, cheating in some way. Well, I know, but but it's like a magician. But how? But what? What's the trick? And like, there was no mirror behind me. There was no like, you know. And I and like in my head, I'd be like thinking of a different person on purpose because I'm like, oh, this way he's gonna read my mind wrong. So he was obviously cheating somehow. There was some reflection or something going on. But uh, uh, if uh, David Marcus, if you're listening to this, you've uh, you've confounded me for 30 years. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, he obviously had some thing that he Should had. I message about this? I messaged the underwear guy. Yeah, find out. Find out how yeah. he cheated. Guess who? I'm, I'm friends with him on uh, Facebook. He's a, he's like an uber lefty now. He like writes for Jacobin or something. My uh, my cousin and I used to we used to play taboo a lot. Taboo, taboo, mm-hmm. taboo, taboo, <laughs> taboo, um, yeah. taboo. Um, and we like we used to play so much that like we just basically had like one word code words yeah. for almost every word of the deck. Yeah. And like we just were we were unbeatable. Like we, yeah. would, just, we would get 40 cards per round. But that's the like, problem with that game that, yeah, you that's why you need to complete continuously have new cards because it's impossible. Like and I guess this shows how old we are. I remember the word was curry and you couldn't say India or spice or whatever. But I would just say every time New York Nick Eddie. Or I would, or once if I knew the person, I would just say Eddie and like, and now of course we'd say uh, Steph Curry, which is why it's so funny, like how dated you know Eddie Curry was. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I remember, yeah, I would never want to play like in a co-ed situation, like it was me and Jen with like the, uh, another couple. I'd always want to be like on the other guy's seat. I don't want to be on Jen's side because like she's not going to get any of my references. Sports references. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I yeah, could do like inside um, things in our relationship, but then she would still get her off. So. You don't remember that? We were there with that people. You don't remember, you know, anyway, so. Right, yeah. You want, yeah, you need someone with, like, a broad shared uh, yeah. reference reference yeah, point. Yeah, not make your life easy partner, of course not. Yeah. No, what do they know? Yeah, they, yeah. They, she watches uh, the, the Teen Mom show, and yeah. she's like, so, yeah, she knows stuff she was, that. She was so mad at me for, uh, I, I had never heard of this um, this new documentary that's out. And I oh, never even kid, heard of. The, the, kid, the 90s kids? Kid 90, yeah, and I never kid heard 90. of the actress who played Punky Brewster. Yeah, excuse me of uh, having so you, massive pop culture blind spots. Yeah, so I, I mean, I never, I don't think I ever saw Punky Brewster the show really. Um, did you? So did you watch that the Kid Ninety thing? No, she had already seen it and was mad at me that oh, I hadn't. She, which, by the way, well, well, thanks for watching without me. Yeah, what does that mean? How, why? Yeah, it's, why did she say, "Oh, we should watch this thing together"? I, I think we would both be interested yeah, that, in that. That is a good point, by the way. She's like, "Well, how did you not see it?" Well, so get you her on saw the phone. It. Get her on the line. Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. You, I didn't even think about this. You saw it. You thought it was good. You thought I would also enjoy it. But then why didn't you stop five minutes in and say, hey, do you want to watch this with me? Instead of just seeing its completion yourself and then being mad at me for not having seen it. Yeah. Well, she should just watch it again with you. I think it's the whole thing is like 75 minutes. 71 minutes. Yeah, I did check. Yeah. 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 Although you'll probably you, you could just like watch it on your computer. You'll watch it in like 12 minutes. Yeah, I'll watch it at three times speed for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like document the, documentaries you could really watch on fast speed because yeah. it's like really just a lot of them are like just like a podcast, basically. Yeah, like it's like here's some, the information, some visual. I mean, some of them it's like so so much of it is just interviews for a lot of documentaries. Like you could really watch it very high speed. Yeah, that's what we recommend. Yeah, it's, for me, it's like with with podcasts and with books. With a lot of this, it's like I want to download the information into my brain. Like obviously, if yeah. it's a more artistic thing, then I'll appreciate that. But it's right, like, you know, I, to- I, yeah. I, I want to walk the, away know knowing more about the subject than you did before. You don't need to like know everything, but like yeah. you, you know, you 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 get it quick. You feel a little bit smarter at the end. Yeah. Um. Or, or in, in some cases, you've heard people argue about uh, random subjects and sometimes quote Seinfeld in the interim. Yeah. It's um like with uh, with election stuff. Oh, <laughs> by the way, we uh, just got an email from somebody asking to be the guest on this episode. Really. Uh, should I should I respond and give him the link and have him join us mid episode? Okay, I mean, has he seen the episode? Uh, <laughs> right, whatever, just bring him on the line. It's fine. I think I can ask him that question as well. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's fine. We, we 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 I think we do we do a good enough job of explaining what's happening anyway. Yeah, he could come on. All right, I just sent him an email. It's two weeks in a row. Surprise guest. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't have told you anything. I should have just sent him the Zoom link. Damn. Um, we should do a new thing where every week some random person just pops into the Zoom. Yeah, I should but, have. Yeah, I, I should not have told you that. I should have just uh, sent him the link and then uh, 
surprise you. All right, yes. pretend you're surprised. Um, okay, so Jeff, uh, Jeff and Susie, they have uh, found out who the culprit is. Yeah, so they know it's Larry because, as we said, there's a, there's a, there's there might be two hotels and two restaurants in Los Angeles, but there's only one bald man with glasses. And by the way, that- they go from there. They hear what the what the doctor has to say, and they go directly to Larry's house. This is your fault. Like it's not even like they say to him, "Hey, Larry, was this what you?" Happens? I've complained right. before. My parents did that to me with like smoking once in Jerusalem. But like, it's like it's not even like, "Hey, we heard that something might have been you." Was it you? It's just no. It was definitely you. Attack mode. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's a bald man with glasses yeah. saying the Edward people. That sounds in a lot like Larry David. <laughs> that sounds in like fact, my friend Larry. I mean, you know, it, unfortunately for Larry, it happens to be Larry. But Larry should be like incensed that they, based on that little information, go after him. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. you should look at himself yeah. and like, look, what kind of life is he leading that that's what people think about? Right. Well, I mean, right. It happens to be it was him. So yeah. I can't be that upset. That they yeah, exactly. That yes. That, that, yes. That, that's uh, that's the irony. Um, yeah. They also they don't necessarily know what information they had that we, like they could have for all so, they know. So like, the guy was further... like, oh, it was it was like David. Like he found out like. Maybe he says, oh, yeah. He's uh, he's a really famous guy. He invented that show Seinfeld that I never had any African-American <laughs> characters on. It. Yeah. Or like he just asked someone, who is that guy? And someone's like, oh, it's Larry David. It seemed like he um, stormed yeah. off with that. Uh, yeah. So it is possible yeah. that they got confirmation. OK, fine. So benefit of the doubt granted to uh, to Jeff and Susie. Yeah. So um, and like they're so upset about Larry's uh, that Jeff now has. Uh, you did this, head. Jeff says. Yeah, you did this. And Larry's like, oh, that's interesting, because earlier in the episode, you claimed that you would be just fine being bald. Ah, but Jeff, Jeff clarifies that, you know, no, I meant that in 40 years from now, not now. By the way, Jeff, um, very confident he's going to have a long life. 40 years? Yeah, good luck, buddy. I mean, how, how what's the youngest Jeff could be here? 45? Um, I mean, he's older than that, right? I'm just saying the youngest he could be is 45. Yeah, I mean, like, like real he, life Jeff Garland was born in 1962. So at the time, he was actually exactly 45. 45. Okay, so he's 45. Yeah. And he's confident. Forget so about that's the... Four- Forget about he's going to be alive for 40 years. He's going to be have that full head of hair until he's 80. Yeah, uh, 85. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Um, so, yeah, so Larry's like, don't worry, don't worry. It'll grow back. He's like, yeah, it'll grow back for me, but not for you. You deserve to stay well. You deserve this because you did this. You're cursed. <laughs> um, and Larry tries to explain, like, I didn't actually, like, I wasn't really saying the N-word. Right, I also, was just... Larry takes out the note and asks Jeff if he can uh, decipher the <laughs> right. note. And Jeff slaps it down. I really like Jeff's slap. Yeah. And he's like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't saying it. I was just telling the story of somebody else saying it. And, of course, it, it, again, yeah, yes. in doing this, he says the actual word. And... You see, uh, sometimes when you make a mistake and there are very severe consequences, you don't learn and then repeat the exact same mistake you just made. <laughs> um, yeah. Like no, that's why... Yeah. That's why consequences are important. Yeah, it's completely um, insane here. Larry's like, yeah, uh, need- this didn't work the first time. Let me try it again. Yeah, so Loretta hears him, and she's very upset. She calls Leon over. He's going crazy. Auntie Ray jumps into the picture. Everyone's mm. very angry at Larry. They're so angry at Larry that they say, we're moving out. We are not living with a racist. Yeah. And- By the way, again, Auntie Ray steals the scene. Uh, yes. when, when she describes Larry whacking off, the camera cuts to Susie with this like such like this happy smile of like just loves seeing other people shit on Larry. <laughs> it's like amazing. Susie's great. Uh, Auntie Ray is phenomenal. Uh, Av, let's uh, uh, elevate this small talk to medium talk. What's your take on the expression whacking off versus like the alternative synonyms? Like jerking off? Well, I mean, there's many, but that's another one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would never I don't use whacking off. I, I, I yeah. would say that. Yeah. It feels like it feels like a very 90s term to me. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like specifically like a 90s high school kid would say that. Like, yeah. Well, well, that's what I was in, high, in the 90s. Correct. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm, I'm meaning I think it's both dated and juvenile, like not even just yeah, like Adam Sandler was using it a lot. Yeah. Well, I rest my case. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler was very juvenile in the 1990s. Yeah. He played characters such as Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. It's funny because my dad used to use a term to me and I for some reason, I have no recollection now of what term he used, but I just remember at the time, I would be, feel so awkward by the term he used because it was not one that we were using in, in, in the 90s. What did he say? And it would make me, I mean, it would make me feel comfortable anyways for my father to be initiating this conversation with me, but in particular, the line that he used. Now, for the, I can't, it's so weird. I have like this uh, block in my brain. Yeah, by the way, um, our, our supposed guest, I believe, is in a, uh, a clubhouse chat right now, so I don't think he's joining the podcast. Oh. So you're clubhousing at the same time that you're uh, podcasting? I'm not clubhousing. I just got an alert. Well, you know, I, I, for some reason, I get alerts on clubhouse. I ah, barely, right. I've like used it like, like once. Um, but I guess in theory, if the right group of people said, oh, all these people are talking right now, I might go. But I never have so far, except for like once or twice. Hmm. Um, Our guest so did yeah. say, by the way, um, anytime you have space for me in the future to talk about, it, I'm down. But just know I'm not a curb watcher. So you will get the most casual takes of all time. That's fine. Yeah, I think uh, for this episode in particular, it might be helpful. But uh, anyway, whatever. I'll do a different episode. That's yeah. fine. Um, all are welcome on this podcast. Yeah. So Susie, spur of the moment, uh, the, you know, so Larry says to the blacks, well, where are you going to go? And then we don't care. We're just leaving. Which, by the way, what right. was the game plan there? I mean, Leon came from somewhere. He must have yeah, they could go to a hotel for like that night, but yeah, sure, that's you, true. You, you would think they would, you know, want to have more of a long term plan before yeah. they stormed but, out of the free mansion that they're living in. But spur, the, well, it's much like George Costanza with uh, quitting before you know, yeah, the next step. But spur of the moment, Susie offers her house. Oh, <laughs> did you think I was serious about that? Yeah, um, so, and so, yeah. tells Susie she has a sexy ass. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so they're gonna head over to the Greens and stay there for the night. Mm. So, um, we cut to the next day, and Jeff and Ben Stiller are having lunch. No, no, and... no, hold on. Before that, yeah. it's it's that same night, isn't it? Is it the same night? They, I, they, they, I... they come back, or do they? Is it the second night? I think it's the second night. Oh, okay, all right. So the first night, they, yeah, they, they're yeah. There I think we, I think I have a bunch more before we get to them. Okay. Um, yeah. So Jeff is bald, and he's meeting with Ben Stiller. He's trying to pitch him on his, on his career advice. You know, you should really do uh, drama. You know, you shouldn't get pigeonholed. You could win an Oscar. Um, oh, wait, a little think, condescending, isn't it? Well, I don't think so. I mean, I think, well, I guess he had been in some movies, but he still was very pigeonholed as, you know, a comedic actor. He's like trying to tell, you know, he tried to settle him on like, you know, you come with me. You're not just going to be doing, you know, comedies. You could be doing like serious movies and like winning awards and getting a mm-hmm. lot of recognition. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, yeah. don't think, I, don't, I, I think that's like stroking an actor's ego. I think that's what anyone who's in acting, like they want to both be a movie star and also be a serious actor, or at least a lot of them do. So like yeah. you want to appeal to both uh, both sides of that and say like, you know, I could, uh, I'll, I'll open up doors to you that, you know, you may have thought were closed. Mm. Um, he actually would go on to uh, direct a very uh, critically acclaimed series, uh, Escape from Danamora, which I have not seen, but has been on my watch list for a while. I, I, thought, I thought it was an Escape from, I thought it was an Escape. Escape to? Escape, um, escape to Denimar? 
I, the preposition was a new, escape at Dannemore. That's what it was. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but the, the preposition was intentional. Yeah. I heard him discussing it on some interviews. He won the DGA Award for Outstanding Achievement in Movies for Television and Limited Series. So, yeah, it was very, uh, very acclaimed. It's, it's, uh, it's still on my list of things to see, but it's very hard these days. There's a lot of things to see, especially when you're like also have to like rewatch an episode of Curb every week, an episode of New Girl and like, all these other <laughs> <laughs> episodes of Community. My whole life is I was like listening to rewatch podcasts, BoJack Horse man uh lots of stuff but by the way i'm looking a lot of serious i mean they might be funny but a lot of uh more serious films and like award-winning films for ben stiller but 2001 he does the royal tenenbaums already mm-hmm. yeah that's a comedy yeah, yeah it's a comedy but it's not i mean it's it's an award kind of comedy yes. isn't it yeah yeah that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a it's a highbrow comedy yeah along came polly in 2004 yeah um, that's just a regular comedy yeah, Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, Anchorman, Meet the Fockers. I mean, he's in a lot, like oh, you know, yeah. the museum. He's he's not in like movies. Yeah, that I, are I see. Two thousand ten is when he does, he does Greenberg, and then um, let's see, uh, he was in it, While We're Young, which is a Noah Baumbach movie. Yeah, that but that's all. But that's two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think in, 19, in 2007, he was, you know, almost entirely a mm. comedic actor. Okay. All right, fine. Uh, so but yeah, so Ben point. Stiller doesn't hear any of this pitch because all he can focus on is Jeff's extremely bald head. Yeah. And, and, and when Jeff says melon truck, he yeah, says, I didn't just fall off the melon truck. And yeah, Ben thinks it's very funny. Why would a bald man talk about melons? <laughs> um, so yeah, so Jeff is Stiller's an anti baldite. And he reports the, uh, the unfortunate news that Ben Stiller has said no. Mm. And Larry's like, yeah, I know. It's because you're bald. That's what happens to bald people. Bald welcome people don't. To, welcome to my world, he says. Yeah. Now right? again, you know, as we must, as we must often stress, Larry, the very sad, unfortunate bald yeah. man who had literally no idea for a television show, and would go on to be the most successful uh, television show writer in the history of the medium. Yes. Um, you know, he's the one who's yes. had a tough life. Yes, he's very tough. You know, he's discriminated against because he's bald. Mm. Um, that yeah. waitress, though, she's a clear anti-baldite. Look how she treats yeah, Jeff she, the very next day. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems to check out. You know, it yeah. really does track uh, that now. You know, she was she was nice to Jeff yesterday. Now all of a sudden, she doesn't. She can't stand Jeff. Maybe it's because yeah. of his racist friends. Yeah, that, that, that's a much more reasonable reason, by the way. Yeah, Larry, so, by the way, um, comes back to the very same place. I mean, if you're Larry David and you said the N word, whatever accidental reason or whatever the case may be. Would you go back to the same restaurant the next day? I feel like I'm never going back there again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've, uh, well, you know, even, no, you, no even if I'm up. not in the wrong somehow, if, if I'm not going to a place where a lot of people think I am. Yeah. I'm banned from Primo's and yeah. I'm banning myself from you. Yeah. Like, and that's like, it. Now that restaurant. Plow your car into a restaurant. If it wasn't your fault because someone hit you from behind, you're not going to that same restaurant to eat the next day. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you go to one of the many other restaurants yeah. that you didn't <laughs> attack. Yeah. That even by accident. Yeah. yeah. Where it's not uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, and by the way, why like, is this meal happening at the hospital? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason. <laughs> All the meal, I only eat in the hospital cafeterias now. I mean, I lived across the street from a hospital. My building was connected to the hospital by a tunnel. Like, you didn't even have to go outside in the winter to go there. And I lived there for five years. And there was kosher food in that hospital cafeteria at all times, which is not necessarily that plentiful or like not that close in uh, where I was living. And yet I never ate there ever. So very strange. Larry also seemingly, it appears, like has his prescriptions filled at the pharmacy located at the hospital. Well, he's there anyways for lunch, so. Right. Maybe like he like he, instead of like going to like a Walgreens or a CVS, yeah. he like goes to the hospital and uses their pharmacy that they mm. have in the house. It yeah. seems to be what he does. 
yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't really add up. Hmm. Um, so yeah, but Jeff is like, um, yeah. So like, how do you deal with this whole bald thing? And like, he's like, well, you know, I get support from all of my bald brothers. And Jeff's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, are there like meetings? He's like, no, no meetings. Just you know, if we see each other on the street, we give a nod, uh, sometimes thumbs up. Yeah, I do like, I, I do love the idea that like bald people are like thumbs up to each other as i mean we do that with like other people wearing yarmulkes in certain i mean not in circles where there's a lot of people wearing yarmulkes but if you see one in the wild at a place that it wasn't expected yeah i mean i don't like you just sort of you do like a nod or whatever i would i would try to avoid that person lest i get dragged (laughs) into some sort of like midcom idiot or something (laughs) yeah but i mean i'm like oh we needed it we needed a tenth yeah no but if you see someone like across the hall at at like at like the vatican or something on like a tour you know uh, well you're probably maybe he's not wearing that at the vatican but at the louvre I feel like you give like the yeah. nod, and I know yeah. like you know I feel, like I think African Americans. Yeah, p- p- anytime you walk into a place and there's only one other person in, in your uh, circumstance, right. you'll, uh, like the party them. at Get Out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When Daniel Kaluuya sees uh, Lakeith Stanfield, yeah. he's like, "It's like, oh, we should. What's going on? We should get. We should talk." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apparently not. Yeah. Although they actually knew each other. Although the two Jews inevitably would also so. Right or right, they know they're they're maximum two uh, like standard deviations from <laughs> <Yes>. each other. <laughs> Like if they don't both know the same person, like you're sh- like that's shocking. If they can't find one person that they share, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like the, the stereotype that like how like Trump thought all the black people knew each other, like it actually is basically true with Orthodox Jewish people. Yes. Oh, for sure. Well, modern Orthodox, yes. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, like a small or a segment within enough. a segment within a segment. Yeah. Right, but it's still like a very large number of raw people. That are very, very interconnected, even if like you live in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So um Larry, uh, Larry asks the waitress, maybe you can read this note. Um, and she's like, No, but why don't you try the pharmacists, you know, since they're experts at reading doctor's handwriting, which is actually a very good idea. It's a good suggestion by the uh, well, by the uh, by the way. I mean, yeah, well, it, pursuant to like the stupid stereotype that the joke is based on, yeah. Well, but once Larry, you're go, once you're working with that stereotype, sure. then yes. But here's my question: So Larry asks, like, ten different people at the note says, "Why not just ask Sheila herself?" Like, even he came back to the meal. Well, I mean, I, so what happened on the rest of that date after the uh, after the N word incident? Because it's not enough for Sheila to break up with him; she's still interested in him, apparently. Right? She, she doesn't mind. She doesn't mind the N word. A, a little, <laughs> a little light Edward use on a second a light, date. A light Edward use, right? Well, so what happens on the rest of that date? Because Larry comes back to the table and he doesn't say to her, "Oh, by the way, you have the worst fucking handwriting." I can't like the same t- speech he'll later say to her in the hotel room. Why does he say that to her right there? Yep, good. All good questions. All yeah. good questions. Okay. Um. So he, uh, Larry, takes her advice and he heads over to the pharmacy. And he asked the pharmacist, oh, you know, can you read it? The pharmacist is more than happy to help. Mm. And he, he starts This is the guy from says, uh, Mad TV. Oh, is that who it is? I didn't recognize him. Okay. I recognize him, but I forget his name. But that, that, okay. were you, did you watch Mad TV in the late 90s? I hear it there, you know, depending on, you know, if I was home and I had nothing else on, maybe I'd watch a little bit. But I, I, I was not a regular viewer of that by any means. I mean, when it first came out, I, and it's funny because like, I'm like such like an SNL guy now. But when it first, first came out, I was very much like um sort of on the side of of mad tv against snl like right. the articles where snl's played out and this show's gonna be younger and hipper and cooler and i was like yeah this show's for me and my generation like that was very much my sort of my, my feeling at the time um and then yeah so i mean i watched it for a few seasons like and also it was on at like 10 o'clock instead of eleven thirty, so it was earlier so someone like me could see it oh tim watched- codlin was on mad tv did we talk about that with him oh we should have yeah i watched um 
I watched. Yeah, I, I was very much a Mad TV person. He was. Uh, uh, he wasn't a main cast. He was a featured featured cast for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It's I saw like him. season two and season three. Well, as, oh, it's Phil Lamar, by the way, is his name. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, oh, he's yeah. the he's the fourth uh, lead listed here for the is, first is, few is, seasons. Oh, he plays Marvin in Pulp Fiction. You should know that. Well, we we've established that I'm very bad at this. Uh, no, but this you, skill. but no, but you called. Who was the other person from Pulp Fiction? The guy eating the. Um, oh, Brett. Yeah. Yeah, Brett. I recognize. Yeah, check out the Brett. The Brett on Brett. Yeah, I I feel like, I I mean I don't know. I feel like Phil Lamar's role is more. I don't know more. Yeah, I, no, I don't know if it's more iconic, but I mean, maybe just because I knew him already from, or I guess I didn't know him already because he was probably in that before he was on Mad TV. But um, yeah. Anyway. Yep. He's yeah. in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He looks like he did a lot, does a lot of voice work. Yeah. He's like a ton and ton of credits. Doesn't does Tim do that also, by the way? Our guest last week. Uh, he might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of also, yeah, he's he's on Simpsons. Yeah, he, he's uh, the, yeah, he does a ton and ton of voice work. Yeah. Philomar. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense, right? Like, it makes sense that I'm like you know a bad TV person because he probably does a lot of impressions. Sure. Yeah, it's always it's always annoying to me when on a commercial I recognize a voice and I know that that's an actor and I know like I mean they're paying him for you know for that reason, but I can never place like 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 I I, I know I rec I can I've heard her voice before I've heard his voice before I just I can't place the name. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Although now you can yeah. just Google it, probably find out in five seconds. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get yeah. So Phil Lamar, the pharmacist, reading Sheila's note. This is like very, very funny, but like the wording is like obviously absurd. Yeah, but it, it's, it it's, like, it's like, yeah. yeah, we just we like we just had this. I forgot what it was like two two episodes ago where like there was another like conversation where like the person uses like the exact right words for it to be like a perfect double entendre. Yeah. In order for like the entire episode to work. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was like we just had this recently, like two or three episodes ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the the notes as Larry had a great time last night. Would love to get together Friday night at the Bel Air Regency Hotel. Just the two of us. So tired of all these brothers and sisters around. <laughs> it's like why why did she write it in plural? That's what, like that's what where yeah. it's like it doesn't make yeah. any sense. No one There's was right. One brother all, and one sister. Right, right. You would say I'm so tired of having my brother and sister around. Yes. Then like then like the whole thing is obviously. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then then the joke doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but like no one would write this. So tired yes. of having all it's these impossible. brothers and sisters around. I know you feel the same way. <laughs> I know you feel unless, the same way. Unless unless uh, unless hold on a second. So what do we know about Doctor Flom? We know that uh, on the second date, Larry drops an N word, and she doesn't mind that. Right. Now this is written before yeah, that. This this is before that, but the point right. is that she's the kind of person. For all she knows, okay. So this is my theory on Doctor Flom. So Doctor Flom is like is like a terrible racist. She's a racist, incestual. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, okay, I want to subtly drop my racism to this date and see how he reacts. If he doesn't react at all, then okay, fine. He's not into that. Maybe, but like, but if he reacts positively, then I know I found my you know my fellow MAGA Bashert. And so he gives her the note, and she, uh, which which you know has these double entendres that can sound like very racist. If you know, if read in the most obvious way you would read it actually and um and then he comes back immediately after him the note and he drops an n-word so maybe like she thinks it's that's why she goes and meets him in the hotel she's like oh i found my fellow you know aryan brother here that's my theory uh yeah she's uh she's found her perfect match a guy who is uh down to use the n-word um very with her brother but that's interesting right do we have the whole family thing she's you know I mean, let, let, obviously, let, he's. T- let, let me go a bit further. Doctor Flom is a very attractive woman, um, very attractive, yes. but she's a little bit older, 
and she, and, and she's a doctor. So this is a woman who could probably have anybody. Why is she still single? Because she's she only wants somebody who's into incest and racism, and that's hard to find in L.A. So that's why she's single at 40 yeah, and, or 45. And or she's just like very overworked from being a doctor. But yeah, it could be the racist uh, <laughs> incest craving thing. Yeah. Fine. So there's two possible reasons why uh, uh, somebody would be unmarried as a doctor at 45. Yeah. Okay. Um, You'll go with your, they're very busy with their career, and I'll go with their <laughs> waiting to find the right ancestral racist. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, of course, um, the pharmacist is very, you know, very upset by this because he's like, oh, this guy in front of me is obviously racist. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, we, 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 uh, yeah, we you didn't the finish last, reading the racist note. Yeah. <laughs> the, last, the last line of the note is, tell me your life wouldn't be better without the blacks. <laughs> There's no way she reads that and doesn't say, oh, this sounds super racist. I'm telling you, it's a subtle hint. Not so subtle. (laughs) Like a Willie Horton ad. Yeah, so she's like, it's again, it's like she keeps like introducing these balls. Oh, like, oh, my brother and sister are here. Oh, I'm going to write this like mildly racist uh, note. These are all tests. See how he he responds to that. Like he's he's feeling him out um, on all of her like, um, yeah, indulgences. (laughs) That's one word for them. Yeah, I was trying to do it right. Vice is well, yeah, vice is a good word for that. <laughs> for racism and incest. <laughs> no? Some people play too much fantasy football, and some people scream the Edward while having sex with their brother. Oh, okay, I thought know. I thought of the a vice is like any uh, bad quality. Yeah, it's there. It's matters of degree. Yeah. Okay. I tell my wife, yeah. Do you want me to have sex with my brother while screaming the N-word? No. So or I want to... a little bit. <laughs> right. And, and I make charts of yeah. like the, the hottest people that have had sex with their brothers. <laughs> Better to chart than to do. You know, I'm mean, doing the thing. Right, I'm so, just charting the thing. That's I'm going to say. I'm going to say number one is um, Jamie and Cersei Lannister. That that's a very attractive incestual couple. Yeah, uh, isn't that what we're ranking now? Yeah, <laughs> hottest brother. I don't know if you want to Google that. <laughs> Go into incog- incognito I'm mode. I'm saying TV. Okay, incognito mode. Incognito mode before you search. <laughs> the best siblings from TV shows. Who are having sex yeah, with each other? Yeah, I don't think it's clear. Oh, here, fifteen times no, siblings played love interests. That's also a little weird. That that's even weirder. So, like, John and Joan Cusack are like making out in a movie. Um, well, who that? Oh, well, on uh, on uh, spoiler alert for Dexter. Mm, um, I haven't seen Dexter. Dexter has a uh, sexual relationship with his sister on the show, and it's extremely weird. And he knows and, it's uh, his sister. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we talk uh, about Alicia he is, Silverstone? He is, he, is ado- he, is ad- he is adopted, though. So that, you know, he's, he, they're, he's, they're not biological siblings, but they grew up together. So it's still very gross. Yeah, uh, but the couple, the, the actors like adoption, had dated in real life. Adoption doesn't disqualify incest. I'm sorry. It doesn't disqualify it, but it's, it's a difference in kind, I would say, still. Uh, I think it's equally gross. Okay, here we, okay, here we have uh, a list. We have uh, Maybe and uh, George Michael. Yeah, not that attractive. Development, not siblings, cousins. Oh no! But are, I, it's, it changes at some point. At some point, yes. they think that they're siblings. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't yeah. remember. Yes. There's a whole plot line with like one of their parentages in that. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones, of course. Oh, hold on. We we do have a guest in the waiting room, actually. Okay. All right. Welcoming in. Hello. From the second week in a row, a guest uh, pops in from the from the waiting room. Hello. Does he have sounds? I don't know if we can hear our guest. Hear guest, can you hear us? Guest, hear our guest. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, hello. Hi there. 
uh, yeah, uh, second second week in a row. You, uh, it is not it is not Crazy Eyes Killer, but it is Chappelle uh, of the uh, TV theme song bracket, among many other things. Yeah, it's my claim to fame. The person who crushed uh, the OC and has uh, let uh, set Twitter aflame this week. That is I. Yeah, no matter. Well, for me, it's been Pokemon. Whatever show you didn't say you loved, the, their listeners are mad at you this week on on the internets. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was just on Clubhouse and people were talking about your Pokemon takes. Actually, <laughs> they're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> they're not happy with any of you. I don't know what you guys oh. were thinking going on that podcast. Yeah. That Renap audience is vulgar. <laughs> Nothing goes. I thought I thought it was excellent. I enjoyed myself. Four, I got four hours of free entertainment. I got I got to hear some fun TV show theme songs. I don't know what more people want. And I think we had the rightful winner. So by the way, I, yeah, I, I, I will say I, I listened to Pokemon again and I actually liked it. But, uh, you know, on the podcast, you got to fire people up. You got to. You got You got to get the listeners angry because we it, had a good time. We chose violence. Them. Yeah. And they felt engaged. They've been giving us feedback all week. Rob wasn't taking it well, but I'm always here for the fight. <laughs> Oh. Is and that I, true? I noticed, oh, yeah, so I, this is on Clubhouse. What's he saying? Oh yeah, no. Earlier on Clubhouse, uh, he uh, he finally just started yelling at everybody. <laughs> and he goes, he goes. Well, I tried, I I tried to defend community because for the first time, I thought like the community people would have my back, and they just are like silently watching me go down with the ship. <laughs> the one time you want the community people to speak up, they're they're nowhere to be found, and so he was uh, not happy. Thought, well, what uh, were they yeah. mad at him about? Chester, in the, in the in the group that me and you are in together, uh, that was what I wrote. Oh, angry Rob. That was oh. that exact moment. <laughs> that was like the, the, the five-minute excerpt that I caught was him reeling against What are they the mad at him crowd. for? No, the community people aren't mad at all. The problem no, 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 is I know, but who, but who is mad at him that he wanted defense from the community oh, people? The OC, the OC people, because he said, oh, I won't get any complaints from the OC people. Oh. <laughs> If, if if I if oh. I community, I'll have to hear about it. So the yeah. OC people have come out to galvan. He's galvanized them against himself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, but the community people are not sticking up for him. They're like, oh wow, that was a that was a choice. And Wait, so, so the OC people are mad at you, also, Chappelle? Um, they're more mad at Rob. Oh, so who's mad? Who's mad at you? Uh, they're pretty upset. I, I think, generally speaking, across the board, I kind of made everyone mad. So I, my work here is done. <laughs> Yeah, to me it was uh, it was it was mostly Pokemon. Oh, and the Gilmore Girls people were mad at all of us, also. Oh yeah, they got us. The misogyny of it all is the reason why we didn't like the Gilmore Girls. I was yeah. like, I, I thought for sisters, sister, there are women in there, but yeah. uh, we we disrespected Carol King, and we deserve whatever slander we get. Yeah, I should have I should I should have had the information for like who sings every one of the songs, but uh, that's yeah, my fault. then we could have given people their flowers, and they would have left us alone a little bit. All right, you're all winners, uh, Chappelle. Have you seen this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Nope, I have no knowledge uh, okay. of what you're talking about. Uh, do you want to tell what the name of the episode is? <laughs> you know, the name of the episode is the N-word. Oh, um, and we've done a very that. good job of not saying the N-word this entire episode. So It's hard for some people, apparently. It's hard for some people. It's very easy not to. It's just like really easy. You just don't. Yeah, it's, it's very hard for me to not do it because I've been saying it my whole life pretty freely. Right. And so now I try to be a little bit more palatable. But uh, right. yeah, because I'm black, I get I get to say this word because we go through so much. So this is like one of the things we get to just hold on to very tightly. And yeah, I, I think that's a fair deal. Slightly yeah, different circumstances. Yeah, people don't love that. But I, I love the word. I personally try not to say it on podcasts because, you know, people can't see that I'm black. And so I don't want right. people <laughs> giving uh, <laughs> giving hate mail to people and you know, bashing and trying to cancel me because they can never cancel me for that word. It's mine. Uh, right. But yeah, I'm interested to find out why this episode is called the N-word and what we're talking about here. 
Yeah. So the, ba- the basic uh, storyline here, it's, it's kind of weird how it comes up. It comes up in the middle of the episode. Larry is basically, he's, uh, he's like visiting his doctor girlfriend in the hospital and they're having lunch in the cafeteria. As one does when you're dating a doctor, you, uh, have, <laughs> you go on dates at the cafeteria of the hospital. Um, and he just like goes into the bathroom and he hears another man who's actually Jake Johnson from New Girl. Uh, it's like okay. his basically first TV role. And he is like on the phone telling somebody a story and he uses the N-word, the actual N-word. Just to be racist, and like there's no, just, yeah, yeah, for no, for there's no yeah, context. I mean, I guess, yeah, he's for just no like reason. he's he's talking about a black person and he refers to him by the N word. So Larry hears it and Larry is like very visibly upset and shaken and he goes over and he's like, you can't believe what I just heard. This person in the bathroom was telling this story about this and he says the N word. He gives the whole quote. Yeah, he doesn't just say right. I heard someone say <laughs> the N word. Right. He like, tells the whole person. story word for word, repeating it. And mm-hmm. as he's saying it, a black doctor walks by <laughs> and he, of course, gets very upset. And he starts yelling at Larry. The, the, that doctor happens to be the doctor that's doing. Well, well, we don't have to Jeff. recap the whole episode. But then Larry comes home and he tells the story again. And again, he doesn't learn his lesson. And again, he tells the story with the quote and gives the whole quote. And this time more African. And by the way, he has African-Americans living in his house with him at the time. And so they hear it and they get mad and they leave. And then uh, we haven't got to it. But a third time in the episode, he will do the same thing. Like he doesn't seem to understand, like <laughs> maybe stop doing this. But uh, yeah, because he's Larry David, he uh, never learns his lessons. It's, it's not a hard concept. If someone tells you this is disrespectful when you do this and you continue yeah. to do it, then it's always going to be disrespectful to them no matter what. And this is one of those words that is universally looked at as if you are not black, it's disrespectful. Don't do it. And it's very hard for people to catch on to this concept. Yeah. Uh, as we were saying thick. earlier, the Papa John's guy, he's been working for months to try and stop saying it, but it's, it's really hard. <laughs> it, it's, it's a struggle for him. If you told me to stop saying it today, it'd be pretty tough. So if I spent my whole life being a filthy racist, I imagine it'd be hard to stop. Um, yeah. I'm not saying the Papa John's guy is a racist. I'm just saying, you know. Fine, I'm saying yes. Yeah, I'm not saying it, but I mean, you could take whatever his words were and use them appropriately. Uh, but you said it was Jake Johnson who they saw in the restroom, right? Saying, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So his first time on TV. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, so an episode, there's an episode of The New Girl where uh, Schmidt, his best friend, like he brings his best friend from college to hang around. He's like super douchey or whatever. And he walks up to Jake Johnson's character, Nick, and he goes, what's up, N-word? Because his name is Nick. <laughs> oh. Wait, is he black or white though? He's white, but he calls him. He says "n word," not oh, "c word." Oh, oh, oh. Maybe he just N-word. watched Curb, and he's like, "Oh, that's pretty good." Actually. He goes, "What's up, n word?" Because his name is Nick, and so I thought that was pretty funny, actually. You know, yeah, that's actually really good. I mean, there's it a lot of words that start with "n." I don't exactly. It comes yeah. full circle. It comes full circle. Do you guys know the 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 Dave Chappelle sketch? Uh, you know, Clayton Bigsby. Oh yes, I'm familiar. My last yeah. name is Chappelle, so I have a yeah. Well, I would, I but I'm just thinking very, like intimate knowledge of Dave Chappelle's work <laughs> in, in like in like the modern era with like podcasts and stuff Clayton Bigsby's like whole career would uh you know he could just continue being uh you know no one would ever know because you're on a podcast yeah for sure uh well yeah with him being well because he was blind right so yeah, I mean right. we're, like, but yeah, we're all blind to our our you know listeners and our, our talkers on podcasts no no Rob will make sure he airs you out with the video and put it on YouTube without telling you he's done yeah. that to me a couple of times actually so I would have found out I was black relatively quickly if I didn't already know <laughs> did you ever hear um uh, uh what's his name the guy from Survivor who does the nicknames who came on 32 fans um uh you know what I'm talking about from season oh, three yes the guy who was in the oh. army he lives in Detroit yeah uh Clarence Clarence, Clarence. 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 Yeah, yeah I heard the episode of Renap he uh he 
he tore into Akiva a little bit. Yeah, so he, he came on the podcast and he was trying to guess uh, Akiva's ethnicity based on his name. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to Akiva, he's like, no, no, you're a Chad because <laughs> Akiva's got the voice of a Chad. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh, yeah, Clarence, Clarence really ripped into Akiva and Rob the first time he was on uh, on the Renap. And so I figured he'd be recurring in some in some shape, form or fashion. But Akiva seemed to take it well. Oh, we, we uh, so we did on 32 fans an episode where listeners submitted their picture and some brief bio about them. And then we gave them nicknames. Mm-hmm. And Clarence came on that episode and Clarence gave some nicknames. <laughs> he was on for an hour. We could only post like 15 minutes of it. because it was... <laughs> I mean, I was pissing my pants the whole time, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we could uh, post that all. So, yeah, <laughs> all right. So let's get back. So let's get Chappelle uh, wrapped up into this episode. So, okay. so Larry David has just, um, he has just offended another African-American person, um, albeit this time accidentally because he, um, he has a family staying with him who are black, uh, but their name is black. And uh, there's a little bit of confusion about that. And so uh, he's just offended an African-American pharmacist, basically. Well, and he's also he's dating a woman whose brother and sister are staying with yeah. her. And because of that, Larry and his, and his girlfriend have not been able to uh, get more uh, romantically intimate because the brother and sister all, are always around. So and, he, and the doctor uh, says to him, uh, isn't it annoying when you have all these brothers and sisters around? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got a lot of brothers and sisters. I get it. It could be a lot. <laughs> The, the, sometimes the black family could be a lot. I I get it. Um, so was am I mistaken in seeing that like in the thumbnail it was JB Smooth and Vivica Fox? Yeah, that's who lives with them. Yeah, they who yeah they this that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, JB JB Smooth is is a He's the main, character main character of the show after from here on out. Yeah. yeah, for the last four seasons of the show. That is so cool. No, that that I saw that picture and I was like, why why does Vivica Fox look so upset? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, now. well, yeah, now you know why. <laughs> she looks <laughs> Oh, that's why she's upset. Although every every episode she's very upset for one reason or another. Yeah, but this episode it's especially justified. <laughs> God, gotcha. yeah, Larry's uh yeah, often uh getting himself in trouble. Well, can we just spoil uh Chappelle then? Uh, by the end of the season, Larry and, and Vivica will be dating. Oh. So yeah, she manages okay, to overcome uh... <laughs> Yeah. It's right. uh I mean... it's short-lived though. Yeah, I can yes. imagine. Yeah, I, I can imagine. It looks like Larry has a hard time with change, and so I, you know he might have he might slip up at some point. I don't I don't see this one being a tale as old as time anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> I uh, actually have no recollection, and I'm looking forward to the episode. I have no recollection of of how and why they break up. I remember how they get yeah. together, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I don't I remember how yeah. they get together. That's uh, you. You might have my full attention at this point. <laughs> All right, so maybe, maybe we'll right. bring you back on for that episode, and you'll watch it at a time. And, uh... All right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so uh, so yeah, so the pharmacist is is very flustered and gives Larry the wrong pills, and then Larry goes home and swallows the pills. Here's another question I have: like, if you have a prescription, especially like a new prescription, you don't open the bottle and just chug it without even looking at what it says on it, right? I mean, you certainly shouldn't, because uh, you might end up taking estrogen by accident. Yeah, but like, you don't even know does. how many to take. Like, you got to read the instructions. Yeah, Larry opens the bottle, doesn't even see that he's been given right. that. Like, Someone it else has somebody estrogen. else's name on it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, by the way, this pharmacist could I mean, you could kill somebody doing that. So I don't think a pharmacist would make that mistake. But anyway, well, you know, if they have the uh, they have to read a racist letter aloud in front of a room full of people, you know, they might be a little bit flustered. So, you know. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, he's moping on the couch. He's like uh, reminiscing about all the good times with Cheryl when suddenly we uh, we cut over to Jeff's house where Jeff is snoring over his date. Or does his date come later? We already had the dates. No, the, the date in the hotel. 
Oh yeah, you're right. I'm second sorry. date. We skipped over the second date. Yeah, this podcast Wait. is a disaster. Well, this is before he started dating Vivica Fox. So who is he dating yeah, yeah. at this point? He's dating, he's the, dating doctor. the doctor Sheila, okay. who wrote the who has her. So he's dating a doctor whose brother and sister are staying with her. And this, uh, is, this is terrific podcasting yeah. where we explain <laughs> everything that happened in the episode to someone who hasn't seen the episode, but it's still fun. So, you know, we're just going to, we're going to keep going. Yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a good time. Who cares? So, so the, the point is Larry is uh, going to a, a hotel room to meet up with his girlfriend, the doctor, because that's the only place they can get together because at his house, he has house guests and at her house, he has, she has her brother and sister house guests. Yeah. So because he took the estrogen when, uh, you know, they go in for the hug, he's uh Previously, Larry has told us that after five seconds of contact with any person, he becomes direct. Oh, we, and, we forgot uh, to tell that also, Chappelle. Uh, uh, J.B. Smoove and Vivica Fox, their aunt, Auntie Ray, who's like an older lady, uh, like an uh, older heavyset lady. Larry gave her a hug in the beginning of the episode, and uh, the hug lasted a little bit too long, and he stabbed her in the stomach, to use uh, J.B. Smoove's term. <laughs> oh, Oh, no. <laughs> oh, hold on. And then and then the next time we see Auntie Ray, she's gardening in the garden and Larry is massaging his groin for medical purposes. But while doing so, a side effect is that his face looks like he's having an orgasm and Auntie Ray catches him doing that also. <laughs> this is this is bad, you guys. Like not to say the show is bad because this sounds hilarious. But I know the critics were eating them alive. Right. This had to be like a complete like. This episode had to like end up on like a lot of BuzzFeed uh, list and all kinds of stuff for just like the yeah, most I would... interesting of all time. <laughs> Well, here's yeah, the thing. It was 2007, but all. But here's the other thing. Like Vulture, like the like all these ratings are totally nonplussed by it, which is kind of hard to believe. But um, in 2021, this episode reads very differently than uh, just a few years ago. Apparently, yeah, oh. yeah. And, and Auntie Ray is Loretta Divine. Yeah, yeah. Larry David's playing with fire out here. Loretta <laughs> Divine is an icon. You don't, you don't, you know. Put you don't stab her in the up. stomach. No, not with, not on Loretta Divine. Loretta Divine is royalty. Don't do that. This is insane. I like. I'm actually again. I'm intrigued. You have my attention. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so uh, um, tell us. Uh, he's yeah. Oh, also, by the way, I love when he uh, gives the thumbs up to the ball guy in the hallway. Yeah, well, right. He's uh, he's showing yeah. he's showing his work. He said earlier that bald people, when they see each other, they give them each other thumbs up. Yeah, we, we don't support. need to catch up. Uh, uh, some of this is a little bit. Uh, well, sure. we're like that. We've done like ninety percent of the episode. We may as well get to the last ten percent. All right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, so he can't perform um, because he took the estrogen. Yeah. So he and, and Sheila, so by the uh, way, he's not getting there. She's yeah. So she's like mad and disgusted at him for having like erectile dysfunction. Basically, like she's an asshole. Like, how about a little sympathy for someone suffering a medical condition? Like, if you're on a date with somebody and they can't perform sexually, you don't shame them and tell them that they suck and like kick them out. Like, you know, I don't know. She yeah, I mean, here. you're dating a very old man. I don't know what she was expecting. Yeah, she's dating an old man. She's a doctor. She should have some sympathy for. I mean, it's it is a medical situation. Like, I don't know. I I think that she's uh her behavior here is not is uh not the worst thing we see in this episode. That's for sure. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not even close. Yeah, no, so uh, she takes supposed him. to know this thing is kind of that's normal for people of a certain age, Dr. Sheila. Shame on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah of any age. So, um, um, so you mentioned the Cheryl montage here. So Larry's at home moping around, uh, being yeah. sort of a stereotypical woman now, now that he's taken estrogen. He's, you know, eating ice cream on the couch and he, he's right. too emotional to drive, he says, you know, just trying to get canceled <laughs> every way he can, basically. But there's this whole montage of Cheryl, but nothing comes of it. Um, yeah, it's it's a well. I think it's just trying to show that he's. I think it's connected to the estrogen that he's like reminiscing and like misses his wife. I think that's kind of what they're trying to get to. Instead of him being like a guy who's like out on the prowl trying to get mm. women, he's okay. like you know remembering you know his yeah. love lost. 
Hmm. Um, And, you know, this doesn't last long because all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. And because of Jeff's very loud snoring over at the Green household, the blacks have returned. Leon and Loretta and the children and Auntie Ray have decided to come back to Larry despite his uh, rampant N word use. At least he doesn't snore. Yeah. And and Leon says that motherfucker swallowed a kazoo. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Jamie's move is perfect. I have to watch this now. I did. I had no clue. This is it. This was out here. This is yeah. this is incredible. Yeah. No. It's, it's yeah. Amazing. So uh, yeah. So episode. here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna start with season six. You're gonna ignore the first five uh, seasons of the show. That's it's just it's just white people. It's boring. It's mm-hmm. for the two thousands. Uh, season six is when JB Smooth's family moves into with Larry. So you'll start and from the there. Yeah. Yeah. And. Okay. Uh, You'll catch up on the podcast. We have eight, se- eight episodes from season six, and then you'll be up to date, and then you'll be good to go. Yeah. And okay, then JB Smooth is basically the, the, the second lead the rest of the way. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. T- catch me up to when the blacks show up, and then I'm all in. You know, that was another reason why I got crap about the OC on, on, on Renap, is because they were like, Chappelle, have you never been to California? Did you not sing the OC theme song when you got there? I was like, no, I sang California, like California Love or yeah. going back to Cali. I'm black. I did not watch the OC. There were no black people. So yeah, you found the black people in uh, in Curb, and now you have my attention. There you go, season six, episode Do people one. People sing that when they go to California. Hey, the, the, the OC, OC song. Fandom, they're making it sound like you go to California the whole time. You California. <laughs> there are better California songs. What Hotel California is a better song than yeah, the OC. I mean, song. I guess because I'm white and old. To me, Hotel California is the first one that comes to mind. You know, but yeah, or going back to Cali for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there's a Zeppelin song guy going to California. I like that song better. Yeah, the yeah, OC theme this song is, OC not song is for these. Also, it's like the flight to California from like New York is like six hours. So how yeah, long is the this song? Time. Four <laughs> minutes? Like how many times are you listening to this song? There's other yeah. songs. Yeah, but you no, know what? Got- it is a smart thing. Like when Jay-Z did Empire State of Mind, like basically Frank Sinatra had the New York song for 40 years and made think of how much money that song must have made just being like reproducing like all and basically Jay- jay-z saw that as a, i mean I, i'm not saying it was a business move but if it was it was smart he's like oh let me come up with like a new better new york song and i'll just be in like every single movie every single commercial every single reference to new york for the next 40 years yeah. like how much money has that song made it it's a perfect song for for everything dealing with New York, right? Because it's very celebratory, but New York is also a city where everything is kind of centered around like media and all kinds of stuff. So there's commercials and I mean, basketball games. I'm sure at every Knicks game, they play, you know, New York Empire State of Mind at some point where you're not playing Frank Sinatra at every basketball game, but Jay-Z found a way to kind of work this into- Although they played after Yankees games, right? Yeah, every Yankee game. Yeah, yeah. They either oh, play. They, they play. No. They play the Sinatra version when they win, and the Liza Minnelli version when they lose. But oh, I, I do like that. Like Chester's idea was like, why didn't some other idiot just like write the song about that about New York that replaced Frank Sinatra? No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm not saying it's an idiot. I'm saying it's very smart. I'm saying, but why hasn't someone done that for California in the same uh, way? There's no yeah. one well, song. Well, I guess there's a lot well, of there's, attempts. There's a lot so. of very famous songs. I guess so, yeah, I'm right. stupid. There's a lot of songs about New York. It's just only the Jay Z one is good enough to do yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Write, a, write a really, really good popular song is a smart thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's we're so easy. For- Why does it everyone copy? <laughs> yeah, we're due for a replacement for uh, California Love or Back to Cali. You know, we'll see what it is. <laughs> yeah. So we had uh, we head into the hospital hearing where uh, I guess Jeff it seemed seemingly is suing the hospital because of the whole mix up with his bald head. Yeah, um, uh, like, we, we, what is this hearing that Jeff has appeared before? <laughs> like when you sue a hospital or a doctor, you don't have to justify it before a panel of hospital doctors. And then they're like, well, this is a hearing to look into like the misconduct of Dr. Page. But like, like that doesn't let the ho- 
there's no Jeff and Larry have no role here. This makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. So, but Jeff, you know, Jeff is explaining, you know, Why, all the consequences. They could have just made this a deposition. It didn't have to be in the hospital. Yeah, but then, you know, then the, the doctor, the black doctor wouldn't have walked back in again. Okay, so you can, um, I mean, there can be a different African-American in the room. I don't right. know, it doesn't make any sense. Well, there were, there were several, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, he's, like, you know, explaining, you know, I've lost millions of dollars. My daughter locks herself in her room no. because I'm bald. My, My wife, wife Susie, the most wonderful, loving person you could ever meet. <laughs> yeah, she's turned into a witch now. Ben Stiller won't work with me. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, it's Larry's turn to testify. He wants to explain, you know, the uh, inciting incident that led to this doctor to, uh, you know, act in such a way. Yep. And, you know, he goes into very excessive detail about all of his bathroom habits because I guess he doesn't really want to get to the crux of the story. Yeah. And but just as very Larry fun- to interrupt himself <laughs> to, you know, yeah. go on the tangent. And just as he's finally uh, about to get to the part of the story where, you know, that involves the N-word, uh, he notices that Dr. Page, the, uh, the black doctor from earlier, has joined the panel. And then he, you know, starts looking around the room and he sees, oh, there's, you know, there's a black person over there and one over there and one over there. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell this story. So I guess he find, you know, we do see some, uh, some growth from Larry in this episode. By the end of the episode, he's at least not willing to say it around black people. Which is more than you could have said at the beginning. Although I guess he did by accident. Um, Hold on yeah. a second. So, I guess First no growth from Larry. <laughs> again, he could have just said, "I heard a guy say the N word." But also, right. yeah, he was as you said, he was about to say it until he saw. Oh, he noticed there were black people in the room. So I guess right. Larry's yeah, like, yeah. "If there's white people, it's totally cool." He's like, <laughs> "Right, yeah." No, yeah, oh, man, can't be racist. There's other people. <laughs> yeah, that's not growth. That is fear. <laughs> He was yeah, afraid no, yeah, yeah. he was stomped out, you know, like, so of course yeah. he's like, wait, you're, now, oh, I've learned so much. Yeah, you've learned to, to be weary of your life because people <laughs> are going to attack you at some point if you keep disrespecting them. Yeah, yeah. he didn't learn anything. <laughs> yeah, although, as I said earlier, sometimes at least we want to see growth and that people will respond to social cues. Like, yeah. at least now, you know, it's like people today, it's just like everyone has like, become such a troll that it's like when you, they see that it bothers people, they, they want to do it extra. Well, that's how you get elected president. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. At least here, he's like, oh, you know, I've I now see like a stimuli from people that like I shouldn't do that, so I won't do it. But he, he yeah, shakes um, his head like an angry little baby who like doesn't yeah, want to eat does, the food his parents are giving it's, him. It's I very think, similar to um in Seinfeld when he doesn't when uh, they won't eat the pie. Jerry, yeah, it's like he makes like that same face when Jerry yeah. won't eat the pie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna tell the story. <laughs> that's. I, yeah, I just don't feel it. like you have to be in a room full of angry blacks, including Leon and Loretta, before you realize <laughs> to stop saying the N word. Doesn't make any sense. You should yeah, have already realized that the whole episode has been people telling you to stop saying this word. And so in front of a room full of people in a seemingly um, unorthodox hearing of some sort. Of yeah, course, you we don't know what the hell kind of hearing it is. It makes no right, sense. Right. Of course. Yeah. You would. yeah. Right. Like a formal hospital hearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't use right. the N word, especially that. Yeah. I mean, don't use it ever. Just don't, don't do it like in a formal setting. There's probably like a, a note taker who's transcribing the meeting. Like there's going to be oh, records yeah. of this shit. That's the purpose of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right so let's get to our rating of the episode uh how do you rate this episode um not very well um you know even even you know putting aside like the uh the flippant nature with which they uh they treat the whole n-word situation which is not you know even in 2007 this is i think surprising you know the the episode as a whole just like really doesn't make a lot of sense in a lot of places just like the very overbroad miscommunications that cause a lot of these problems um so yeah i'm gonna give it 
a pretty, pretty good one and a half pretties out of five. Um, I just like didn't laugh a lot. The whole doctor, brother, sister situation also very bizarre. This is what really surprised me looking at the ratings. This is um, a, a, not a like a top rated episode, but it's one of the highest rated. Like it's sort of like second tier curb episode in terms of the rankings, mm-hmm. the overall average. And I saw multiple rankings that have it in the top 10. And really? yeah, that does that does kind of confuse me. You know, I've been obviously more negative than you in general the last several episodes and like sort of, you know, this season in general, um, where I feel like every time we see Leon, it's a home run and Leon comes in for five minutes an episode and then the rest is sort of eh. And I just keep waiting like, you know, let's let's get to, you know, the next season as Leon becomes like the second star of the show. I'll say this, the, the way the stories work together is very good, it, but it's just like the N-word stuff is, it's just, it's also, it's like, it's the least funny part of the episode. Like, I thought that like every like the bald stuff is very funny. The boner stuff is very funny. The the only racial part that's funny is you know when the pharmacist reads the letter, you know the the absurd letter. But you know you know it's obviously funny how they sort of stretch the language and stuff. Yeah. So for me, I say it's a pretty 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 good two and a half. Uh, Unfortunately, this is like the fifth episode in a row I haven't been high on. We want more Leon, basically. Chappelle, what do you what do you how do you rate the episode? (laughs) Well, I can't rate the episode because I've never actually seen it. I am intrigued, but like kind of in what. Chester was saying, like, more like the audacity of these people, right? Um, there, th- This was a very popular, like, almost trope in a lot of white media kind of in the 2000s where it was like, we want, we're saying the N-word in jest to kind of tell a social commentary about the N-word, right? Or, uh-huh. um, like, I can think of in the movie Can't Hardly Wait, uh, the main one of the main characters, like, his thing is, quote, unquote, he thinks he's Black. And then by the end, his, like, like, his uh, sidekicks are like saying the N-word and then the black people chase him out and then beat him up, right? And so they're like, don't say the N-word. That's kind of like the moral right there. In Mean Girls, there's a moment where the, like, uh, I can't remember what they call the uh, the table of Asian women, but the uh, that that group of people, they are speaking whatever their foreign language is, their, their natural languages, I guess I should say. And they say the, they have the N-word subtitled at that point because it's like funny, right? Because they no one actually said it, but you kind of read it. Um, and this is like, an example of that, you know, kind I of mean, like Tropic Thunder commentary. also, right? That's what Robert right. Downey Jr.'s uh, character is. A black is. guy playing, yeah, a white guy playing a black guy playing a white, yeah, like that whole thing, right? So it's kind of like that, that, that played really well back then, and none of it plays well now. Like, yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. To, you can, I don't think you can redo Tropic Thunder now, right? Or if you yeah. do, it's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of commentary that has to go along with it. It's just not a place anymore where that's appropriate. Um, if it ever should have been appropriate, it's probably debatable either, you know, at, but and at this time, this, you know, was kind of seen as, you know, kind of edgy comedy. Uh, so for me, I have to rank it low. I haven't seen it, but I don't love the flippant use of the N-word in any, in any context by people who do not look like me. So mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I'd rank it I'm somewhere in the middle of you guys. So uh, 1.75. Pretty, pretty. 1.75 pretty. So, all right. That sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually surprised that, you know, because HBO has put like disclaimers on some of their stuff on, you know, on the platform, like Gone with the Wind, for example. Um, I, I watched it just today again on HBO Max and there was like no warning at all. You would think there would be some warning of, hey, you know, you're going to hear the N word. Much less offensive things. Yeah, do get those warnings now. And, and again, right, it also shocked saying. me the ratings for this episode. Like some of these raiders we've talked about are very, very sensitive to any sort of possible offense or aggression. And we'll note that in their ratings. And it doesn't seem to be reflected here. So I don't know if, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. It's like, I guess like we don't realize how like casual racism was just like, yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah. You know. Say, so I went and watched uh, Super Bad is on Netflix currently. And I remember when I was in college, I really loved Superbad. I thought it was so funny. And now watching it now, like 
not even, you know, whatever, how many years removed, I'm like, whoa, was I really laughing at this? Like, it's, it's funny, but geez, you know, you don't have to do comedy like that. And I feel like this is the same vein of like, you know, you don't yeah. have to go all the way there to get your point across. You don't have to say the thing. You can allude to the thing and it still be funny. And I think there was just like a brand of comedy that was so in your face that people respected it and liked it at the time. But you will look back years after this and say, yeah, I'm probably not showing that to my kids or my family or even admitting that I watched something like that. So this just kind of falls in that vein for sure. Yeah. I mean, if even you go back and watch The Office, which was on like a, mm-hmm. that was a network sitcom in primetime and just like Michael Scott is just like a rampantly homophobic character. And of course, like he's Michael Scott and it's like like he's not supposed to be admired. Like you're supposed to think he's an idiot. But like still that would never fly today. They would just like never put a character that was like just like that gross on TV and like in any sort of capacity like that these days. And it's like the office was not on that long ago. Like it's it's really, uh, you know, there's been a quick changing of the tide for the better. So um, but yeah, you know, sometimes we still like to revisit uh, shitty episodes from the past. And, you you know, it's part of the culture. Bob, who is your uh, come with guy or gal? Um, I come with gal is Auntie Ray. Yeah, basically stole every scene that she's in in this episode. Um, she's been, you know, percolating beneath the surface all season long. And this was her coming out party. Mm. Yeah, I thought I was going to get you with that one. But uh, Auntie Ray <laughs> is for me as well. She is the come with gal. The, uh, the fucking asshole of the week is, you know, we talked about, you know, Sheila's reaction to Larry's inability to get an erection is pretty bad. The pharmacist making mixing up two people's prescriptions, uh, you know, could have had a life or death consequences. But uh, in, in a runaway, it's going to be the racist asshole on the cell phone in the hospital bathroom. He is the fucking asshole of the week. Yeah, we're going to give uh, Jake Johnson. Uh, yeah. I'll double up that on the, the fucking asshole of the week. You know, uh, we didn't even mention Chappelle. He had a very disgusting looking mustache when he said the Edward. Yeah. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Larry David probably is not too far off. Right. So we know Jake Johnson said the word once. No, he said it like three times in one sentence, I think, also. Yeah, Larry David said it throughout the episode and never quite found a reason to stop saying it until he was, you know, (laughs) probably in in a room full of people who might not have liked it. And so, uh, yeah, Yeah. Jake Johnson can have the title, but Larry, I see you as number two. Yeah, but but uh, uh, Chappelle, if you get into the show, you'll realize that the ass, the fucking asshole of the week is Larry in every episode. So you got to share the yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, it's the Glee thing. Will Schuster is the villain. No one knows it until you go back and rewatch it. Trust me on yeah. this one. I've read the articles. He sucks. <laughs> All right. I'll check that. That's Glee. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen Glee. All right, we'll have to go check that out. You're good. It doesn't age well. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Nothing. Yeah, very, very little does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's another yeah. one of those shows that at, at the time, so upfront in your face, people loved it. Now you go back and watch it, like, really? Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think like if you watch an episode of Friends, it's impossible. Like, and, I mean, that's a little bit older than you know The Office, but it's every episode of Friends is like you know just impossible to believe. Like, like this was on TV, like, but yeah, apparently it was. All right, we don't really have too many. We have no celebrity cameos this week. You know, Jake Johnson was uh, not yet famous at the time. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Oh, Ben Stiller. No, but he's been on before. We have no new celebrity cameos. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Fair. Yeah, like yeah. We, it's a, yeah. We, we, uh, on this week's episode, we have uh, Larry David. We have Vivica Fox. We, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> right, I don't, right, I don't right, mention right. every yeah, star yeah, in every yeah. episode. It's just the first time they show up. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. He was on one other time four seasons ago. You got me. No, he was. He was on the whole season. What are you talking about? He was in at least four or five episodes now. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah he was on a few episodes. You're yeah. Right. 
Um, all right, let's. Uh, is it time to go to the uh, to the postman? It's time to go to the post. Postman, postman, come here. Tell the neighborhood. I'm chilling. I, I've never got to listen to you guys before because I don't watch Curb, but now you have my attention. So here we there go. There you go. We got uh, we got several emails this week. I'm not going to say how many because um, they're kind of out of order, so I don't want to count them. But uh, the first one comes again from Moira Roseberry. Oh, nice. she says hi, Alex and Av. Moira Roseberry here, and yes, that is my real name. Um, she's not just impersonating the uh, woman from Shit's Creek apparently thank you so much for including me in your most recent episode and if you ever see tim conlon again tell him i love him too it's funny how i was mentioning that as you put it machete listening to your podcast because that was before i listened to the rat dog podcast where the first 40 minutes or so are you guys breaking down the statistics and pondering whether people listen in order or not i was at target listening to it with my headphones on and became annoyed with myself because I probably sounded like I was responding to your statistics <laughs> instead of what I thought was an interesting piece of information. It was a very LD moment. I ended up in the wine aisle and bought a bottle of rosé. I'll be sure to rate your podcast pretty, 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 pretty good. I think that's six pretty. So oh, you, wow. know, you, you could try to do that. I don't think that's allowed under uh, iTunes rules. Uh, Moira Rose, Cheryl David Berry. Mm. Very strong. Oh, very wow. strong so, but I'm very impressed. So she's she's doing it kamikaze style, machete style, whatever we said. But now all of a sudden yeah. she we, we speculated she might not have heard. She might not have heard the discussion about her in last week's episode for many months. So right. Yeah, very, because she's going completely out of order. So yeah. like she sent in a question and then we I think we probably answered it like the next week. But she yeah. hasn't gotten up to that episode yet because she's going in her own order. But no, but now she has apparently. So oh, now, yeah. now she knows she's got to be. A, now she has. She's got yeah, I mean, with she's, the left hand. It's machete style. And with the right hand, it's uh, straight through the forest. Yeah, she's being more vigilant about it. Yeah. Um, OK, so I hope you enjoyed um, the bottle of wine. Next email is from William Blake, who says, my name is Will and I have bald brothers. Bald Jeff looks like Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin character in Daredevil. Okay, I hear that a little bit, not a ton. Um, come with Gal, Auntie Ray. She has to deal with Larry's shit all episode, even if it was all a misunderstanding. Well, some of it was a misunderstanding. Some of it was uh, less so. Uh, fucking asshole, Ben Stiller. Once an asshole, always an asshole. His character on the show might be the pettiest of them all. Uh, he gives it five pretties out of five just for the whole doctor's visit date sequence. It was comedy gold. Also, yeah. we learned that snoring trumps racism. Yeah, we did learn that. <laughs> um, you guys didn't. By the way, I do, I do like this take. Stiller. This Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the images. I, I'm just looking at it in my head, which is probably wrong. I probably have a different yeah. person. I mean, it's like um, it's like a it's like a, a fat white middle aged ball. Guy, but, yeah, yeah. He uh, he asks why we forgot to read his email last podcast, which is obviously my fault. He oh, asked if there was no. a shrinkage in the podcast. <laughs> um, there was not. So uh, we we apologize for missing your email. We will uh, we will try to avoid doing so in the future. Mm. Um, next up is from Jared Jerome, who says, "Hey guys, I don't know a lot." I know I don't know a lot going on this episode. I have a discerning penis like Jeff uh, and oh like God. Chester, apparently, yeah. but I'm not sure my brain is up to breaking down this one. By the way, are you guys noticing a trend since Larry and Cheryl's breakup? Back to back, beautiful statuesque women are infatuated with Larry. Reminds me of another show. Um, I guess he's talking about Seinfeld. Yeah. What's Seinfeld that? connection? Okay. Wait, how is it? How is it? What's the Seinfeld reference? I missed it. I guess uh, the beautiful statuesque women are normally not. Uh, interested in uh george costanza or and then they are for no reason right is yeah. that what he's at? right but i but, think so right but when he person. breaks up when he breaks up with susan i thought it's when he's dating susan all of a sudden that they're attracted to him here for larry it's when he breaks up with yeah I'm um, confused. i think he just means that beautiful women are interested in both george costanza and larry david which they would never yeah. be in real life well except for larry david has half a billion dollars so <laughs> that's true yeah that probably helps yeah <laughs> that helps george, george costanza half has a billion very little. good yeah 
Um, okay, so for uh, Seinfeld's connection, he says, the one obvious connection is, of course, the aforementioned statue Butte, the heiress to the O. Henry Barr fortune, the brawless wonder one. Fl- oh, Dr. that's Plum, what he meant. AKA oh, it's the same Sue actress. Oh, wow. I did not notice that at all. Oh, yeah, terrible job by that. us. Oh, Wait, yeah. okay. Doc- all right. The doctor, the doctor was in Seinfeld? The doctor was Sue Ellen yeah. And wow, we missed okay. it. Oh, that is a terrible job by us. Oh, Jared's going to be disappointed. Right. Yeah, job by us. Jared. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jared. We had a lot going on this episode. I did say she was very beautiful, though. Um, it's amazing that they are. Oh, still oh so against- Chappelle, you didn't hear my theory of why. So she's a very beautiful woman. Uh, she's, you know, middle aged and she's single. And my theory for why <laughs> is because she's an incestuous racist who can only date somebody who wants to have sex with her and her brother at the same time while yelling out racial slurs. Oh, my gosh. Where did the brother come from? Where did this incest? <laughs> no, that, come that, from? That, that was a, there was a whole incest her, part her- half of the episode. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, not really. We invented it kind of. Um no, yeah, her brother and sister live with her. So we, we were we were speculating why the, why that might be. Yeah. And um and Av has a counter theory, which is that she's very focused on her career and she doesn't have time to date. So it could be one, it could be the other. Yeah, that's my theory. And probably probably closer to yours than the incest with racist part. But yeah, you know, we kind of like we like to let Chester run rampant sometimes. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it usually ends up in a fun place. Um yeah, so he says the less obvious connection was the head shake by Larry at the end, reminiscent of the, all the head shakes in the pie. Oh, he yeah. said the same thing oh, as me. Good, Very good. Yeah. So that we caught the less obvious one, but what he calls yeah. the more obvious one, totally over. Yeah, line of the week, of course, goes to Leon in his brief appearance. When after the Greens invite them to the, the blocks to stay with them, he says, like, how do you know, like, how you do, how you do with your sexy ass Susie? A clear ad lib that perfectly hits a spot as a flattered Suze gives a nod of approval. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. So Susie, yeah. So Susie likes it when Auntie Ray talks about Larry whacking off. But then, yeah, Susie also likes, yeah, she appreciates. And by the way, Jeff, shouldn't Jeff be a little bit offended here? He's inviting like a, a male adult house guest into his house. And the first thing the guy says is, oh, your wife is a sweet ass. <laughs> but Jeff has no hand, I guess. In that. Jeff is close to getting thrown out of the house himself. So he just has to, t- yeah, he just has to take uh, it on. For asshole right? of the week. For asshole of the week, he says, I'm sure everyone is going to give it to Larry since he's dropping Ed bombs like his plane is going down. But none were said. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, we, can we discuss that metaphor for a second? If your plane is crashing, you're supposed to start yelling. The <laughs> yes. Look, honestly, that might be the only time I'd be OK with it. Right. You know? <laughs> oh, going down. 9-11 was a rough uh, day. Then. <laughs> look, that's what I'm saying. look, if you're facing 9-11, I might. And I say might might be like, OK. Fine. You're on the way out. Have your moment. Well, but, but to no. quote Seinfeld, listen, George thinks that his plane is going down. And so he admits something. And so does Elaine to Jerry that the plane ends up not going down. And then you just have an awkward conversation with the people on the plane with you. Oh, no. At that point, ain't no conversation. Yeah. We, now that the plane is now that the plane has leveled, let's have the let's talk about it. If yeah. you're about to die and you know yeah. you're about to die, go for it. Right. But if you're about to be alive, you don't want to run yeah. into Chappelle after dropping those bombs. Yeah. So yeah. as we were going yeah, down, that's, that's almost like the worst words. possible. Yeah, that's almost like the worst possible usage, because then you kind of have to explain why was it that in like yeah. your final moments, like that's what you felt the, the, you know, compelled to do. So you'd rather be dead. Yeah, that, rather that, that really crash. goes deep into the soul. <laughs> Yeah. Well, at that point, you would have hoped the plane would have crashed. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be pleasant the rest of that plane ride. <laughs> um, right, so, sorry, Jared. So yeah, so yeah, he says, you know, um, as opposed to Larry, who said, you know, none of them were said with malice, uh, as compared to the actual bathroom couch moving racist. Um, so he's gonna give it to uh, to the couch racist. Yeah, uh, Jake Johnson. 
Yeah, which, okay. which is what we pretty much did too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, yeah, we're saying all bad, <laughs> worse to say it in a in a mean, angry with malice way. Mm-hmm. Uh, come with guy. Let's give it to Auntie Ray. Uh, all around, everyone's giving it to Auntie Ray. So what is she? She's two. sweeping. What's that? Four, five, and rise. Has anyone ever swept an episode? I, I told you. Probably you're, you're the one who's keeping these records. Well, with you and work. I, they have. But I'm saying with every listener, like with multiple listeners, sometimes only one or two listeners give it. But yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never seen right. the episode. I've never seen the show. I came in here and said Loretta Devine is royalty and can do no wrong. And yeah. look at the listeners. Everybody's agree with you, Chappelle. I mean, again, yeah. no wrong takes coming from Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, who did you say plays Auntie Ray? Uh, I believe that was Loretta Devine. If I. Oh, no, I have Aliyah English. Oh, well, it depends on who it is then, because Elliot English is cool, but she's no Loretta Devine. So, yeah, hold know. on. Who's Loretta Devine then in this episode? Because Elliot English. Is, oh, yeah, of course uh, I know. Yeah, but wait, Loretta Devine's not in this episode. Uh, so okay. why did you say so, she yeah. was? No, I didn't say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's not Loretta Devine, then yeah, even better, because Elliot English is great, but she's not Loretta Devine, but she's cool. Oh, I think we might have just got confused because it's Loretta Black is oh. Fox's character. So maybe that's how we Oh, got, you uh, said Lo- oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, so it's 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 Elia English. It's not Loretta Devine. Sorry. Oh, okay. But Loretta, Loretta Devine is in the show or no? No, she's not. Okay. Yeah. Elia English is cool. She's no Loretta, but she's cool. <laughs> mm. So she was on Jamie Foxx show. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. She was Aunt Helen on Jamie Foxx show and she was on a bunch of stuff. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, now that we've cleared that up. Yeah. She was on a show with um, Garrett Morris, who you know from the original SNL cast. Who I know from the Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but he was because he, he it was he was such a weird person to cast on SNL because he was like a serious actor, like he was like a serious dramatic actor, and SNL was starting their first season and like oh wait we need a black uh, cast member, and so mm-hmm. they they brought him on and everyone else had like you know like sketch and like you know comedy background, and um, yeah but obviously now he's uh, you know known for a lot of comedy. He's hilarious, yeah, Garrett so Morgan, he... Mayor Morris is uh, Uncle Junior. That's that's what yeah. I always know him as. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, right, so sorry. Uh, we, did we interrupt Jared again? Yeah, we did. It's okay. Um, there's an episode of uh, what's it called? Of uh, The Sopranos, where Uncle Junior is watching Curb and sees Larry David, and because he's like a little delirious, he uh, thinks that he's on TV because he thinks that he is Larry David. Oh, and so what weird. if? And so what if we've been watching Garrett Morris play a character named Uncle Junior? I don't know. Been even more confused. Yeah, it'll be even more confusing. I, I thought you were going to yeah. say. Uncle All right. Sopranos. So he says about Auntie Ray. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you were gonna say on Sopranos, Tony saw Uncle Ben and then had. A oh, and we just discussed that on the other podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning, so he's a racist too. So yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions on all uh, Italian American mobsters, but I feel like uh, the being racist is like a uh, part of the character usually. Look, if if Uncle Ben's rice can make you have a heart attack, then yeah, it, I don't want to put this on anybody else. This is a you problem for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so this is definitely a Tony Soprano problem from my point of view. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't think that's the only racist moment in The Sopranos. Yeah, I'm gonna say Tony Soprano, not a great guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's ever ever lied and said that. You know, mm. I think I think it was universally. I just had no clue about this Uncle Ben storyline. Again, this makes yeah. me want to go watch the show. <laughs> I mean, The Sopranos is a great show. Uh, all the, all the, you know that stuff aside, but yeah, it's a wonderful show. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Curb. So yeah, yeah. So is Curb. Yeah, is lots Curb. of great shows. Many fine shows. Um, on both sides. On both sides. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. 
Um, yeah. So uh, he says, Uncle Auntie Ray was super appreciative of the little guarding spot Larry made. Bounces mm. back from being poked in the stomach. Bounces mm. back from Stabbed. watching Larry treat his body like an amusement park in front yeah. of her. Let's Larry have it when he uses the N word in the front of the house, in the house in front of the kids, and gets the kids out of that toxic environment. Yep. And who are we as a society if we can't forgive? She comes back and goes in for another hug. Another from big hug. Larry. That's true. Threat of death by stabbing it all. Probably well, not no, so because Larry reassured her that he's Ray. on the estrogen. So, but yeah, she doesn't right. know that. So she uh, she goes out with a bang mm. uh, for the ranking. She said he says this was a tough one to rank. It was all over the place. Kooky idea with having the doctor's personal life exactly mirror her work life. That's not really a thing. Definitely makes the viewer feel uncomfortable with all the N words. But on the positive, there are a ton of balls in the air in this episode. Lots of stuff going on. I ranked this episode 28th out of 58th so far, right where Steve Carter likes to be in the meaty part of the curve, which translates to pretty, pretty, pretty good. That's three pretties and two no pretties. I expect this episode, though, to be ranked all over the map, a high ceiling, low floor type episode. Let's all take a nice hot shower and get back at it next week. <laughs> fair, oh, fair. Question. question. Did yeah. you say yeah. the meaty part of the curve? Yeah. Yeah. No more questions. That's all I need <laughs> to know. Wait, what, okay. did you, what did you think you heard? I, I was hoping you said Curb, the show, like oh. part of the episode of the television show. But now that I've heard Curb, I've heard enough. Actually, oh. you continue. Oh, no, that's because every week I rake the episode, I refer to it as the meaty part of the curve. I think that's what he was referencing. Yeah, but it just sounds. Yeah, that's a that's a choice. <laughs> Wait, it's, uh, no, it's from uh, it's from Seinfeld. It's like uh, it's, yeah. it's referring to like a grading curve in school. Yeah. Uh huh. It's just anytime you say meaty, my mind. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, the imagery. This, yeah. yeah. There is an imagery. I, I, I mean, wait, wait, I wait, what's, wait. What am I missing here? What's the imagery? Nothing at all. Nothing at like all. A penis. I mean, you've talked. This is like the fourth or fifth time penis jokes have come up since I've been on here. But I don't. I don't it, think this was a penis joke. I, I, exactly. So when I heard meaty part of the curve, I just needed to know that that's what you said, just oh. to be sure. Kind of. Yeah. I had to gauge the temperature of the room because I was like, we've been teetering oh, around. No, this me, yeah, meaty part of the curve in Seinfeld means like a like a like a C C minus kind of uh, yeah, grade, basically. That's, uh, that, yeah. that's, <laughs> I just had to check. I, I was taken aback by the the flippant <laughs> use right. of, of meaty curve. There's so, been a, there's been a lot of meaty curves and uh, and not so curves in this episode, so that's fair. So, so I've heard. There's been so some I've stomach heard. stabbings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What would you say? What do you say about your penis, Chester? You have a, um, oh, a very discerning penis. Yeah, a very discerning <laughs> penis with a meaty curve. And, you know, it, it's been a lot. It's been yeah. a lot. Well, listen, especially yeah. if you start watching more JB Smooth episodes, there's a lot of tapping time on this show. So <laughs> again, I think I found my new pastime. I think I might be I might be in for the uh, for the I won't say the long haul, but yeah, definitely this uh, this this back end of, uh, of yeah. curve for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, okay, last episode. Is, sorry, last uh, email is from Olin Allen. He says, found this to be a fun ride this episode. Hopefully it doesn't mean I want more shows with racial slurs and the inappropriate digging of one's dagger. Just laughing throughout, however. Leon is excellent. Enjoyed the dating, a GP conceit, and great reveal of Jeff being bald. Rating four and a half pretties out of five. Come with gal, Dr. Flom, like Larry, find it very appealing to be dating an efficient doctor, fucking ass of the week, Jake Johnson, for obvious mm. reasons, even more so if he isn't the week's podcast guest. Yeah, he should. He really should have come on. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, I'm sure this is the credit that he wants to yeah. talk about. Hey, Jake Johnson, you want to come on our podcast and talk about how he, you know how nobody remembers that you used the N word on curb 15 years ago? We should remind everybody of that. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, he did not come on the show. Um. <laughs> 
And he says, I don't know of any other podcast he could be better off going guesting on. Uh, yeah. And, you know, if you came on, we would put you in folks in touch with the folks over at uh, NGOG. And uh, I'm sure they would love yeah. to have you as well. Maybe he would come on just as a stepping stone to get to there. Yeah. That is the end of the postman. Mm. All right. So uh, next week we uh, have fewer racial slurs. So hey. that's a. That's a good thing, you know. Step in the uh, right direction. Yeah. Uh, season six, episode nine next week, The Therapists. Larry will try to use Cheryl's therapist to get back into her good graces after getting bad advice from his own therapist. And Larry will be miffed at Marty's participation level in an Alzheimer's walk. So we get more Funkman next week. And I honestly, I remember nothing about this episode from that description. Yeah, I've uh, I've already watched ahead. It's a very very good episode in my opinion. So okay, very good. So yeah. That. So unfortunately for me, it's been what is it? Uh, how many episodes in a row that I've given uh, average or below average rankings? One, two, three, four, five, six. It's been like a, a, a real low point in this in this season, uh, other than episode two. But uh, I'm excited to hear. Yeah, and then uh, I think the the season finale is gonna be good. We're gonna get more Tim Comlin, I think again. What what next week's episode uh, lacks in uh, racial slurs and uh, sexual assault, it more than makes up for with HIPAA violations. So okay. that's also exciting stuff. <laughs> we love HIPAA violations. I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan, so you know I've had my, my <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Chappelle, thanks so much for joining us. I have to say that uh, for a guest who hadn't even seen the episode and, and really had no idea what the hell we were talking about, you did. Oh, thank you, thank you for having me. Before you end the episode, yeah, for sure, it was it was definitely shocked to see like, oh yeah, come on the podcast. We're halfway through it, just <laughs> pop in. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I was pretty pretty happy to be here. Thank you. There we go. Thank yeah. you. All yeah. right, and uh, you'll you'll catch up a little, and then we'll uh, we'll have you back properly mm-hmm. for sure. an episode let's you've seen. It. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm fine. All right, thanks so much, Bell.